What up? It's Figgy Fed from In The Loop One Sports Radio 610 and the Gems of Juice Podcast. And I got to tell you guys about Houston Flex's Tees. Dope, comfortable tees and tanks with every color design that represents the history of H-Town. Order your Houston Flex's Tees right now at HoustonFlexes.com. Use the code word FIGGY20 to get 20% off of your order today. That's FIGGY, F-I-G-G-Y, 2-0 to get 20% off of your order. Oh yeah, shipping is free. HoustonFlexes.com. That's HoustonFlexes.com. Designed by, inspired by, worn by Houston. So you qualify. I'm going to keep it simple today, man. (laughs) Turn my shit up, man. All stand up for the national anthem. (laughs) All the public soldiers, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a part of all your big body. Like, I don't give a fuck a good punch of bitch. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh. Hit it to Lake Charles or hit it to Lafayette. Maybe off in Alexandria, but I ain't finished yet. I gotta make it work with I-10, I-10. Then I do it again. I get H-Town. I'm in my motherfucking BNC. Got these hoes running round in the frenzy. I be busting full clips to the end. A piece of fucking pussy might do Been a hoe, I'm letting hoes know I gotta get a fucking PLAT, but first a G-O-L-D A motherfucking play. I keep it straight and simple like that Hit a bitch from the back and I use my motherfucking tool Make her say eyes when I hit her with the mule Mo City done You know the vibes man You can't go wrong with that at all man You cannot go wrong with that man yeah, sometimes we certain songs we just gotta let the whole thing ride out. Yeah, you it, couldn't. There's no part to cut that song off. Man. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to try to play <laughs> nothing else. And you know, usually I'm like, oh, let me try to find another song. You know what? Yeah. Just it's always good to just bump in with one song and just yeah. let that whole song ride, man. Because it's it's not a lot of songs you could just play all the way through. It's uh, it's, it's a lot of songs where it's like ah, the second verse is eh. Or uh, too many features on there. It's kind of like, ah, that person had a bad verse on this song. This one, you could just let it ride the whole way, man. Yes, note to all DJs doing something in Houston. Uh, when you play this song, you better not cut it off. Yeah. You got to let the whole thing ride through. Don't just play a few bars and then switch into something else. Nah, you got to let this whole thing, because the whole crowd going to spit it word for word, man. Exactly. So, you got to make sure you let that whole thing ride out. So, yeah, it's good, good vibe to start the podcast with, man. I got me in a good mood now. Yeah. Now I'm feeling like hustle mode and I'm getting it now. So, yes, yes. welcome everybody to uh, Jay Prince. Let people know what they're listening to right now, man. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Jam Pack Show. Uh, great guest joining us later on, too. Tobacco Ryan, if you ain't heard of him, you need to. Get up on him now. Yes. Great project he got out. We had a great interview with him. It's going to be on YouTube, too. So make sure y'all follow on the YouTube page. Make sure y'all check that out. Make sure y'all follow that man as well. Uh, but now we're back at it, man. Let's talk about a few surprise music drops this week. So we finally got some new music to talk about. Good feeling. Good vibes all around. But first off, Figgy Wellness Check, man. How you been? How you holding up, bro? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm good. It's been a um a pretty cool week, calm week. But um I'm good, man. A lot of music came out. So I'm mm-hmm. you know, it, um I I'm excited, man. <laughs> I'm excited. You- I feel like I feel like the music's starting to pick up now. It's October and it's getting towards the end of the year. It's the fourth quarter. So you're starting to see a lot of um music dropping. Yeah, everybody got to hurry up and get their shit in before Adele drop and crush the buildings. <laughs> Pretty much. So everybody got to hurry up and get their hits in, get their plaques in, get their uh, number one records in while they can. Because she's gonna, she probably going to roll the rest of the year once she drops, man. Yeah. So uh, I just recently noticed, I guess her album titles are her age. Yeah. She records, but she's 33 and she's making an album called 30. Yeah, is she 33? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm. I, so, I don't like that, man. Yeah. 
Or or do you think she made this? Out, or, well, I don't think she did. It can't be three years old. Yeah, or maybe she started it at 30. Um, maybe she started at 30. I don't know. But I think I, I think she a fraud. Really? <laughs> First she lost. She she came as this big weight. Oh, uh, you know, all bodies matter type of artist. You know, not your typical pop star. Uh, and then she lost a lot of weight, and now she's lying about her age and her album titles. <laughs> I don't like it. I think she a fraud. Oh man. <laughs> This fraud about to put up some damn numbers. <laughs> no, I know. I know. She's about to make Drake look a uh, sidekick status, man. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. She, now, she just dropped a song. Um, I forgot the name of the song. Um, yeah, me too. E, uh, the song is called Easy On Me. And last time I checked, ch- she just dropped it around, uh, I want to say, 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time yesterday. And it's already at 41 million views. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I, I've heard the soccer moms talk about they played that song like eight times in a row already, man. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Damn. But see, th- this is the value of making yourself rare, though. Yes. And I hope more artists kind of take something from this. I think Frank Ocean's doing a pretty good, maybe too good of a job of this right now at this point. Yeah. But there is value in making yourself rare as an artist. You know, she ain't dropped an album in five years. And mm-hmm. now she's coming back and it's very anticipated. Imagine if she dropped an album every two years. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be very used to it. It'd be like, okay, Adele dropping again. But it's a big event for her yeah. fan base. Yeah. And I, uh, so I, I just searched Adele on Google. The first article that popped up is Adele's Easy On Me becomes Spotify's most streamed song in a single day. Damn. <laughs> like ever? Yes. <laughs> That's wild, man. <laughs> and it took 24 hours. <laughs> that's wild. I'm not surprised, but that's wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought Drake was a king of Spotify, man. I heard uh, Doja Cat overtook him for most monthly plays, too. Really? really? Yeah, I Damn. saw that. So, yeah, man, these pop stars coming for the gold, for the crown. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. If Drake Drake should have kept that album in, a, in the oven a little longer, man. He had to come a little harder than that. But we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Later yeah. in the year, we're going to revisit that weed plate. I mean, okay. We're going to revisit Certified Lover Boy. We're going to have an honest conversation about it. Oh, it's, it's about time, man. I think it's been brewing. <laughs> uh, but... Let's go back to the present. Let's keep it here and now. We got some new albums, including a feature with Drake on it as well. So we're going to talk about that as well. But uh, the big release of this year, hip-hop-wise, or this this week, hip-hop-wise, is a new Young Thug album came out. Mm-hmm. It came out on Friday. Uh, surprise. You know, the album art and track list leaked. or didn't leak. It was released on Friday. I don't think anybody really saw this coming. I believe his last album dropped what two years ago now. Uh, it might have. Um, I think his project on his own might have been two years ago. Yeah, that's so much he, fun album. Yeah, he had another album which it had, I think it had everybody on it. Uh, yeah, most of his team on it. Yeah, so much fun came out in 2019, but he had yeah, another sl- song. Slime Language too. Yeah, was the one that yeah. dropped uh, th- this year. It was this year. That was, wasn't it? April. Oh, I like that album too, man. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) 
but this one is different. Yeah. Uh, this album is called Punk. Um, and the sound is not your typical Young Thug fare. It is very much more melodic, kind of rock, alternative rock influenced, um, slower vibe. Uh, I mean, there's some, there's still some hip hop and trap beats on it, but the v- feel and vibe of it is much more acoustic yeah. than the usual Young Thug album. And I think because of that, I think it's kind of already divisive. I think some people are saying, you know, what the fuck is this? What, this, what did Young Thug just drop on us, man? This, this kind of remind me of um, the Love Below. Yes. So it, it kind of, if you're a Young Thug fan and you looking for that old Young Thug, this is this ain't this ain't. There's a couple songs on here that you might like, but this is to, this is totally different for what he usually do. It kind of more reminds me of Ada Waits and Heartbreaks. Mm. Yeah, that's because a good I remember when, when it was announced that Kanye's new album was going to be all auto tune. Everybody was like, "That was shocking." You yeah. know, like, "What the fuck is going on with Kanye, man?" Because he when, just came off that's his auto, biggest album. That's what auto tune wasn't a good thing. Yes, it was. It was that T Pain voice. <laughs> it was yep. the T Pain. That was when I think Jay Z was trying to. Uh, I don't know if that was around the same time, but eventually Jay Z said the death of auto tune. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he tried to he tried to kill Auto Tune, and of course, it became even bigger after that. Yeah. But uh, so yes, this Young Thug album very different um, in a lot of ways. Uh, so if you have more eclectic taste, you might be more into it. But Figgy, I want to get your thoughts, man. Uh, what do you think about this new Young Thug album, Punk? It is how many tracks is it? It's 20, 20. tracks, yep. which is about four too long for me. Yeah. Uh, it has fe- features with a lot of people. It has J. Cole, Gunna, of course, Future, Juice World, Mac Miller, uh, mm-hmm. Drake and Travis Scott, Doja Cat, and Post Malone, ASAP Rocky. Bunch of features on it. Yeah, J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole. So, Figgy, what do you think about this new Young Thug album called Punk? I actually like it, man. I, I had no problem with this album at all. And I um, what I like to do whenever I listen to an album, I, I just like to put it on and try to, I, I try to play the don't skip game where, you know, how long can I listen to this before I get irritated or want to change it? And um, that rarely happened throughout this album, man. I, I kind of enjoy uh, Young Thug stepping outside the box of his norm. And, you know, I think it's safe to say he wasn't always the typical rap, uh, the typical trap rapper or, you know, Atlanta rapper or whatever you want to call it. But um, I thought this was a solid project, man. It, it shocked me with the first song, the very first song. I'm like, damn, is this like, is he actually singing, singing? And, you know, it was it was just different for him. And um when I heard that, I'm like, damn, is is this about to be the whole album? If so, because I, I checked out the track list. I'm like, damn, it's 20 songs on here. So if this is about to be the whole album, he was bold for this. But um, I was actually fine with it, man. It seemed like he was a little more personable, uh, personal on here. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, 
I did. I, I really, my favorite song on here was the song with Juice World. Uh, even though that was more of a traditional trap sound, but I did like that song. I, I was shocked to hear. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if that was a Juice World song at first or what, but um, it seemed like Juice World always um, did some like emo type stuff, and I felt like that wasn't emo at all. <laughs> and I actually uh, like that joint, and um, yeah. Uh, what else I liked on here? Um, yeah, man, I I thought it was a solid project, man. Um, Young Thug, it's weird because when it comes to certain artists, um, the bigger they get, the more unlikable they might be, or the more more their music suffer. It was the complete opposite with Young Thug for me because I didn't really care for him at first. I liked maybe two songs, <laughs> but. It wasn't until I want to say so much fun is the album that probably won me over. Really won yeah, same me here. Really won me over. I'm like, damn, this shit is hard. Like that's when I became a real, real, real fan. When I was like, you know what, this dude, I, I enjoy his music, and um, I enjoyed most of his projects since then, man. And um, it seemed like he's he's stepping outside of his lane. And I can always appreciate an artist like that because a lot of people we we talked about it on this podcast they don't they kind of stick to what they know and you know uh, it get to a point where they're ten years in the game and all their shit sound the same and you you can't really say this about Young Thug now you could go back to his very first album and you know it was back it was back during the time where i'm like man who is this nigga named young thug trying to sound like lil wayne hmm. and now it's to me um it, it's totally different now man he kind of made his own lane and uh i appreciate it I, I i enjoyed this project a lot and um i got a couple i got a couple joints off of this <laughs> to, to, okay, to put okay. in the serato so uh, my only problem with the album is the length. It, it was way too long, uh, even though it was only an hour. But that's still that's still kind of long for me. It felt like this album was never going to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that's pr- probably my only uh, critique of the album is it was a little too long. If it was about twelve songs, I would I would probably enjoy this album way more. But uh, I like the album, man. I I think it's qualified. Qualified. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree, Figgy. We, <laughs> we do got to disagree here. Um, I, I did not like this album, really. And I will give Young Thug props for stepping out of his comfort zone, stepping out of what people expect for him. I do think Young Thug, in, in a lot of ways, is very... I'll go as far to say a musical genius. Like, I think he has a good ear for music. I think he knows how to create good music. I think he is very, we saw the meme of him on that computer trying to show somebody. Yeah. A little dirt looking like he don't know what's going on. Like he a kid. (laughs) Yeah. But I I do think he's very creative and I do think, uh, I I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is, is making his, his ear for music is. So I'm not going to knock him for doing something different on this album. My problem with it is I feel like he put one foot into this new sound and kept one foot in the trap beat 
type of music that he's known for. And so sonically, it just don't sound good mixed to me, man. Because you go from one song that's very acoustic, very almost country sounding, very, you know, Young Thug being open and honest and having some deep lyrics about, you know, what happened in his life. And then you go to some trap bumping, you know, typical Young Thug fare. And it just, it, it almost sounds like when you got the aux cable and you playing some shit and then you got a playlist going and then some embarrassing shit you got come up by yeah. accident yeah. and you got to skip ahead yeah. and then to go that, back to the trap shit. That's my aux core all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> my shit could like, go, my shit could go from the black keys to fucking <laughs> city girls. <laughs> yep. You got some Drake or something playing and it go to fucking Phil Collins or Enya or something. And you got to be like, uh oh, yeah. niggas laughing at you. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what this album feels like, man. And and listening to it back to front front to back, like it, it was just the, the vibe that it puts you in is just kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have rather he just went all in with this new, you know, kind of alternative sound that he's doing. But, you know, I feel like he was pressured to keep his fans happy. He was pressured to do keep, you know, making the songs he was known for. And that's why it don't really mix too well to me. Um, Some of the songs I thought were super corny, too, like that one with Post Malone and ASAP Rocky. Yeah, (laughs) that song sound like something that come at the end of a Dawson's Creek episode. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe like a supernatural episode, mm. something on the CW, one of them teen dramas. <laughs> I can see that song playing at the end yeah. when the dude's talking to his girlfriend or something and apologizing for some shit. Yeah. That song is super corny, man. I I, I was really wondering if this is really Young Thug I'm listening to right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did like the Drake and Travis Scott song. I thought that song was hard. Was Travis um, Scott on there? He was. Where was he at? <laughs> he was in the. He was in in the middle. His part okay. was kind of short. Okay. But he he came after Young Thug and he came before Drake. Okay. But he was on there. Uh, Drake's verse seemed cut off though. Mm. I don't know if it was intentional because I went back and listened to it. I thought it was weird when I first listened to it. Like it cuts off right when it sounds like he's about to go in. Mm. And part of me is wondering, like, did he finish his verse? Or was it supposed to sound like that? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to leave you want more. Maybe it was supposed to come out before his album dropped to make you anticipate more Drake music. I don't know. But I did think that was strange because, you know, it, 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 it it's kind of like blue balling you, man. He, he, Drake's had a good verse. He had a, he switched up the flow, did it good. The beats flipped on his part, too. Yeah. But then it cuts off like right when it seems like he's about to go in. So I thought that was strange. But that was a good song, man. I like that one. Uh, other songs, I can't think of any other. The Mac Miller song was good, man. It's good to hear Mac again. Yeah. Doja Cat song was kind of weird. Out that yeah. it was too much auto tune on her I part. For I didn't me. really care for that song. I felt me like neither. I felt like that was probably a a, a, ver, a verse for a verse type thing because he yeah. was on her album. So I felt like that was more the the return to the favor <laughs> type thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah, that 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 album they could have left that off. Uh stupid, that song was another one that was kind of corny sounding to me, man. <laughs> so overall, I gotta say, and like I said, I I've grown I'm like you, man. I, I used to not be in a young thugger like that. 
uh, especially around that barter six time. I just wasn't feeling his music like that, but he's growing on me, man. I like that slime season two he put out earlier this year. I slime like language. that slime language too. Uh, and I like that uh, so much fun album a lot. But this one that ain't do it for me, man. I uh, gotta give it pig pen status. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. I had to give it pig pen. <laughs> the hogs, yeah, the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to do it a young thug, man. Sorry to do it, but nah, I wasn't feeling this one, man. And I will say, you know, it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. No yeah. that getting into it. You're not like yeah. me and you split on it. Yeah, and so. I uh, uh, our um our good friend Landry Lager, he's a young thug fan, mm-hmm. and he asked me about the album. I said I like it, but it's not the typical young thug album. So I told him I don't know if he's gonna like it or not. But um, yeah, it's it's not the t- typical young thug album. So I, I mean, I'm not mad at, at people who don't like it. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. because he he stepped outside the box, but I I'm I'm fine with it. And I agree with you. I think he did. Um, I, I think he couldn't. I don't know if he couldn't go all in or he wouldn't because, you know, uh, he wanted to keep his, you know, street niggas happy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I I understand why he had, you know, some street songs on there. Yeah. <laughs> because he couldn't go full Andre 3000 <laughs> and just <laughs> make a love album and have one rap song at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, I get it. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But I'm not mad at people who don't. Oh, I don't think you're crazy if you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's very divisive, man. And it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But if you're a fan of Young Thug or you know that type of music, you might want to give it a shot, man. Give it a few tracks to see if it. And I feel like this album. I don't because I, I know you liked it legitimately. Yeah. But I feel like some people are faking the funk about. Because I feel like this is going to be one of them albums that people look back and say, wow, that was a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, kind of like Yeezus. Yeah. I'm standing my ground on Yeezus. I think that album is still garbage. Yeah. It came out. I thought it was garbage. Now everybody looks back at it and says, well, it was just yeah. ahead of its time. Yeah. See, I'm like, nah. Yeah, see, I'm not that far. I do think it was a little ahead of its time because when you listen to it now, it don't sound as terrible because remember when that's I remember the day that album came out and I mm. listened to it. I'm like, what the fuck is it mixed? <laughs> and why the beat sound so distorted? I was I was like, what the fuck is this? Like this sound like trash. Like especially if your ear ain't trained to that type of shit. But now when I um I haven't listened to it in a minute, but uh, the last time I went back on it. I was like, it's not bad, but I still don't go back to it. I'm I'm not listening to it like, oh yeah, this song was actually fire. I, I probably like maybe three songs off that album. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I, it's still not my favorite album. But I was really critical on that album. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck do it sound like this? It sounds <laughs> like he didn't take his time on it. Um, the beat sound distorted. It sounded like my headphones was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like I was going in on it, but. That sound now, you know, in 2021, that sound kind of, that's kind of the sound or somewhat the sound today. So mm-hmm. it don't sound as bad, but I'm I'm not going that far saying yeah he was a genius for that or it was you a know. classic. It was the best album. Y'all just sound ready for it. That's what they that's what they gonna say about this Young Thug album. They gonna yeah. say you know y'all just wasn't ready for it. You know y'all just don't appreciate different music. 
because this is actually, I bet you some people going to say it's Young Thug's best album. I bet yeah. you some hipster ass <laughs> motherfuckers out there going to say that Young Thug is his best album and we just wanted silly 808s and raps. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can could, I could see some people doing that years from now. A good 10 year. I ain't going to say 10 years because p- niggas like to do that weird ass seven year mm-hmm. anniversary to yeah. shit or six year anniversary. Six years from now. They were like it was six years ago. They um, uh, Young Thug dropped um, the album what Pink. Uh, what's the Punk. name? Punk. Yeah, dropped the album Punk. And is this a classic? And some people say it's a classic. And yeah, it's gonna be that underrated, underrated classic. No, okay. Yeah. But uh, th- that's another thing too. You brought the name. When I heard the name, I was expecting a different sound, maybe. But I was thinking more like a hard rock. Like I was punk, I, I thought I was thinking Lil Wayne. The, I was thinking Yeah. I was thinking Lil Wayne Revival. Oh God. Lil Wayne Revival. I was thinking that. <laughs> and then I was kind of thinking a little MGK, what he's doing right now. I was thinking of something like that, to be honest. Yeah. Because Young Thug, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if he did like some country shit, man. I think he kinda all over the place. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't even su- surprise me. Yeah, I was thinking more of like a Playboy Cardi because Playboy Cardi has been, his music has been more like punk rock influenced than yeah. hip hop lately. So I expect maybe something like that. Yeah. But yeah, this is not punk rock at all. I don't even know why it was called punk. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm sure there's some ex- explanation somewhere, but I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, But how, yes. How, how do you feel about his album covers? Because I've seen somebody mention how he low key has some of the best album um the best creative album covers. I like his album art, man. I like the album art for this one too. Me too. It was influenced by some other famous art piece, but I liked it. I liked the art for so much fun. I like his album art, period, man. I didn't like him buck naked or in a dress for uh, whatever that album was where he wore the dress. I yeah. thought that was kind of corny, but everything else, no, nah, he has fire album art, man. He has good creative direction. So, mm. yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Just the song itself, the music itself just wasn't hidden for me. (laughs) Um, So some other things did drop as well. Um, Me and you listened to two different albums. I don't know if you heard the Zach Fox EP, but I did. I did. So I'll uh, give my quick review on it, man. It's an EP, um, only a few tracks long, about 20 minutes long. Um, And Zach Fox, people who don't know, he's kind of more of a I don't want to say comedian, but he's no more known for comedy type stuff. Um, he had a show on Vice with a friend of the show, Fat Tony, um, mm-hmm. that eventually got taken off for some bullshit reasons. <laughs> but he's a really funny guy, man. He had a funny episode, one of the most legendary episodes of Kenny Beats' show, The Cave, where he <laughs> made a song that actually became a single. <laughs> and I think that's kind of when he started rapping more seriously at that point. But he's always been kind of more of a comedic rapper. And this EP is more of those comedic raps as well. Mm. Uh, he also had a feature on the BFB to Pac-Man album too, I believe. So, uh, yeah, he's he, he's actually, like, even though it's supposed to be kind of jokey, <clears throat> I thought this EP was fire, man. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's hard. Mm. And the Fafo song, I think, is one of the hardest tracks of this year, honestly. 
even though he kind of does it in a comedic way, like it's funny at the same time, it's hard too. Mm. So I liked it a lot, man. You're going to laugh at it and you're going to be bumping your head at the same time. Uh, so kind of like Bia B the Pat Man. Basically, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. He is like Bia B the Pat Man. He don't rap like a Detroit nigga, do he? <laughs> Nah, nah, okay. nah, not really, not really. Nah, he don't, he don't do that. Detroit niggas be rapping on beat, man. Yeah, and then doing that thing where they record the bars over each other. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, he don't do that. <laughs> but nah, this EP is actually fire, man. It's hilarious. The beats are banging. He got one song produced by uh, Kenny Beats, and the rest I'm not sure who produced the rest. But nah, it's a cool EP, man. Something to crank up loud in the whip this weekend while you driving and enjoying this cool weather in Houston or wherever you are this weekend. It's a cool weekend listen, man. And I got another hot take. Uh oh. <laughs> I officially think I like EPs more than albums now. Really? Okay. Yes. Why is that? Because I feel like EPs number one, they're more they more they have more they only have the good songs on it yeah. there's no filler in an ep mm. and usually it's just gonna be the most fire tracks they can put together there's no album filler there's nothing to say because you could tell on these albums they have songs where it's like okay we had to stretch it out for streaming reasons so we had to get 20 24 songs on this album including some shit that was clearly throwaways or could have been just bonus tracks. But now you got to shift through all that. I officially like EPs more, man. Mm. I feel like it's a cool 20, 25 minute listen. You can play it back and it still sounds fire. You don't get tired of it. It's just enough to whet your appetite for new music, but not get old and make you skip through everything. Yeah, because at the end of it all, you you pretty much listen to five songs anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so just take the five best songs you got from here and just put it on one disc yes. or whatever, and that's it. That's 100% <laughs> my thought process because I'm like, okay, you listen to people listen to a whole album once, usually yeah. maybe twice. But after that, you're just taking your favorite songs from it and just going back to those. Yeah. Like, I like Donda a lot. I'm not going to listen to that whole album again, man. Yeah. Like, I'm going to skip to the songs that are fire and, and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Same with Drake Certified Lover Boy. If I ever go back to it, I'm just going to go to the songs I like. Yeah. So, I like EPs more than albums, man. I think we need more EPs. I'm tired of these filler filled albums coming out, and I got to listen to all of them because I want to give up my fair opinion on it. But it's yeah. tough to listen to some of these albums, man. It's I, tough with all this filler. I miss the days. Uh, uh, I, I'm saying this very loosely because everybody didn't do this. But when you listen to like Michael Jackson Thriller, they had a clear vision on what they yep. wanted on that album. And they wanted every song on that album to be a hit. <laughs> like every song on there was a hit. <laughs> every single song. It wasn't no filler in that so- uh, in that mm-hmm. album or Let's just throw something on here or no, they I don't know how they did this in the studio or what or how they came up with this. But I I, I wish we get back to the days where artists want to make every song on their album fire. Like, let's just make every every song on here fire. No throwaways, no 
let's just put something on here that you know if if you want if you know if you want to play the streaming game and had 20 songs on there put 20 fire come up with 20 fire tracks don't mm. don't throw in no oh let's just throw in a little um two minute freestyle or or, <laughs> or instrumental Interlude, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just if you if you want to do you know let's say twelve tracks, come up with twelve of your best tracks and put your all into those tracks and make a classic album. No, I hundred percent agree, and that's music has been like that since the beginning, man. Like it's one of those things where I feel like. Technology limitations were a good thing for creators because it pushed them to do more. Like back in the day, you had music on vinyls and eight tracks and cassette tapes. You can't fit no 25 tracks on a cassette tape. Yeah. You had to have like what 12 max. So that, yeah. albums were <laughs> when CDs weren't as big or proliferated as they were eventually, like you had to keep the track list short. And that's mm-hmm. what pe- made people like, hey, every every song got to be a smash. Mm-hmm. That's what you know. Thriller was built on. Yeah. But now the incentive is to make more music, so you get more streams and more plays and get more Billboard hits. So yeah, there's no limit on it. Even even with CDs, a CD ain't but what? How how many? A hundred and twenty minutes. Something like that, max. And, yeah, and you you can't go over that. So you know during during the two thousands, you have like three or four minute songs. Three minute songs was short during that time, and Fifty Cent kind of perfected that. He he had the short so uh, in the club was a short song, but um, a lot of people had like four minute songs, and you know you can't you can't put twenty five songs on a on one CD. You know what I mean. And, yeah, and um, and then that's when you get to the whole double disc and all that other stuff. But. And that's what ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> because yep. back then they used to count double disc as two sales, which is stupid. Yeah, but they used to count if you bought a double disc, that count as you buying an album twice, twice. Yeah. somehow, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but that's why they used to make double disc, and they used to all like looking back, it, even back then, like double disc always got criticized. As mm-hmm. albums, yeah. because there's always a bunch of filler, like fucking Biggie, Life After Death, classic album still, but yeah. it's a lot of filler on it too. Some yeah. tracks could have definitely been left off, like that Another Bit song definitely could have been left off. All Eyes on Me has songs that definitely could have been left off, yeah. like Blueprint Bone too. Thugs, yeah, all this shit. The double disc albums ruined everything, man, because it was yeah. a bunch of filler on yeah, them. And that's that, when it started. That was during the time I felt like they was trying to figure a way to get more sales. They're yeah. trying to game the system. And now and people still trying to game the system. Which is weird because like who do you how do you know how much a, a stream is worth? Like exactly. who who decides that? <laughs> and so now people trying to get the most streams possible by making the um you know, a long now is like the long albums, but short songs, and you know, so I'm. You know, it, it's it's really confusing, man. It's really confusing. It is, man. I'm sick of it. I wish the streaming rules didn't favor you know a bunch of filler and fluff on these albums, but they do. So whatever. Yeah, I, New I, era. One one thing I will say, man, if you make a good song, that's people will continue playing that good song. 
So I'm I'm not saying make a six minute <laughs> Papa was a Rolling Stone song or nothing, <laughs> but um, if you make if you make a good song, a nice little twelve album or twelve track album with all good songs, man, you I I just don't see how you lose in that. <laughs> That's why I like that Pusha T Daytona album a whole lot, man. Mm-hmm. Like even though that whole era of Kanye got criticized for those albums being kind of rushed. I thought that was like a perfect throwback to like what an old school hip hop album was, man. Just short track list, yeah. short listen, but every track songs. was fire. You know, yeah. no skips on that album, man. Rare yeah. these days. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, new era, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but something else did release too. You listen to the new Ken the Man. Was it an EP? Uh, I think it was an EP it, it, project. We'll call pro, it. It's project. Is um, she had ten joints on there. It was twenty six minutes, uh, twenty six um minutes and fifty nine seconds. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's so, like an EP. Yeah, yeah. So um, she released that today. Um, and this project is called What's My Name, and um, I enjoyed the album, man. Like I, I, I gotta say this. This album isn't for everybody, man. This her um if you like City Girls, you'll probably I, I, I think you will like her better. I think she's better than um um the girls from City Girls. I think she from Houston, she's a H Town rapper. She you can hear it all in her voice and her accent. And um she be spitting, man. But the only thing is, you know, her content is City Girls content. So um, if you don't like that content at all, you probably won't like her. But um, she's so H Town, man. She, uh, you know, she got the slang on <laughs> the the H Town slang, the um, the accent down pack. So I, I I really like this project a lot, man. I, I enjoy listening to her, and um, I I seen a couple freestyles she did on the radio, and she be spitting her ass off, man. You could you could just tell rappers that's from Houston mm-hmm. because some rappers they could just get on there and just rap and she's one of those I you know it's and I like city girls no disrespect for them uh, to them but you don't really see them do that <laughs> yeah they're not really rappers like that exactly so um it's just good to see her you know kind of just jumping in and just flowing just you know spitting so um, I, I like this project a lot, man. I, I say check it out if you're into this type of music. Um, if you're into the, you know, the uh, just, just check her out. She's from Houston, man. She's from Houston. Support support some Houston artists, man. She she a dope rapper. Um, like I said, her content is more the, you know, <laughs> um, scam. I, I ain't going to say scamming niggas, but it's, it's more of the uh, today's rappers type yeah. style. Yeah. Real hot girl shit. Yeah, it might be a little, um, a little more grittier than Meg, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, a little more grittier. Hmm. Interesting. I'll check that out, man. <laughs> but speaking of Meg The Stallion, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get in some topics, man. A lot of stuff happened this week. A lot of stuff to break down, and let's start with that, man. A little fun story. So Meg Megan Thee Stallion announced a new collaboration with Popeyes. 
We talked about right. Popeyes on this show way too much, man. Well, no, we did, Doc. I was <laughs> this is I like was the Popeyes gunning, podcast. <laughs> I was gunning for the sponsorship, man. I was look. I even gassed up them trash ass chicken nuggets, man. I was trying my best <laughs> to fucking get the to nail that sponsorship. They never call me back. Yeah, so whatever. They so busy on FS1 and shit. <laughs> yeah, they sponsoring a fucking the po- the uh, po- sponsored <laughs> by the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Yeah, the fucking sponsoring uh, the Marcellus Wiley show where they just make fun of black people all day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Megan the Stallion actually got a collaboration with Popeyes. You know, we haven't talked too much lately about this new trend of rappers and artists getting their own meals at fast food restaurants. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because uh, I actually you no know, sidebar here, but I was actually reading some articles about how the concept of selling out as an artist has completely disappeared. <laughs> you know, and, and it used to be hip, if you were doing some mainstream shit as a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. you were a sellout. Yeah. But now we're in the chase the bag culture. Yeah, it's embraced. It's all about the bag. Yep. You know, even podcasts like Joe Budden got ad when they were getting ads and all this shit. Most people would in the back in the day would be like, "Man, y'all selling out yeah. doing these commercials." But now it's hey, y'all got the bag. They got the bag, y'all. Yeah, they, they get in the bag now. So mm-hmm. it's funny how that perspective is completely flipped. Yeah, in in music and art. Yeah, and now nobody cares about their favorite rapper doing a commercial for McDonald's or doing uh, have a collaboration with Popeyes or it's just funny to me. Yeah, and uh, even look back in the day, man, I felt like MC Hammer was this type of artist. Yes, and they you, killed him for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't even people don't even put them in their top their top anything list because he was it was like oh no that you don't listen to MC Hammer that's. You know, we talk about real hip hop. He, you know, he commercial or he sold out type of thing. But he don't. He did exactly what everybody else doing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. But all the com- all the rappers back then who were seen as commercials and did soundtracks for movies and fucking like uh, you know, did corporate collaborations. Ludacris. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ludacris did like especially in rock and roll that was a big thing for rock and roll too like mm-hmm. whenever artists did some corporate shit you were automatically a sellout yeah. but now nobody cares about that shit no more yeah <laughs> so it's just funny funny to see that perspective change <laughs> but uh so yeah megan Thee stallion is working with popeye she announced she is, has a new so- hot sauce coming out called of course the hottie sauce <laughs> dropping at Popeyes on October 19th, uh, which is what? What is that? A Friday? Oh, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> um, and she also announced that she is a franchise owner and will be opening her very own Popeyes location. Mm. So good for her, man. Yeah, that's um, dope, man. I want to know where Popeyes is at. Yeah. Is now, that imagine, Houston? I, I would assume it's in I Houston. Hope, I hope so. Yeah, but I don't know even if she lives here anymore, so who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah I'd hope it will be in Houston. Uh, she was also on the show Hot Ones. I don't oh, know if yeah, you saw that. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't see it. I missed it. But, I didn't yeah. see it either. I didn't watch it, but I saw the clip. Yeah. It looked funny. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, number one, uh, Figgy, are you going to try the new Megan Thee Stallion hottie sauce? And will you ask for it with your tongue out saying, ah? 
<laughs> at the drop-up window. <laughs> to be honest, man, I want to try it, but I don't want to be at the speaker like, hey, can I get the chicken nuggets with the hottie sauce? <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to. And, and this is the this is the only reason why I never got the uh, sweetie meal because I just want to get it just to get it. I just take a picture of it, show it like how how they made it. But I don't want to go to the speaker. Hey, can I get the sweetie meal? Yeah. Like it was weird for me to go up there and say, "Let me get the Travis Scott meal." Because I'm like, it's not called something else. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you put a number on yeah, it? Yeah, let can me you get, get the, the number, number eight. Yeah, <laughs> they had no number on it. It was just straight up Travis Scott meal. <laughs> I was like, man, how the? This is crazy, man. But I, yeah, I, that's the only reason I I haven't ordered a sweetie meal because I want to go to the speaker and I get the sweetie meal. Yeah, no, so you definitely I sound de- suspect. Yeah. yeah, and that's to me that's better than saying, "Can I get the hottie sauce?" <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called, man. <laughs> like, can I get the hottie? Can I get the uh, the hottie sauce? Okay, are we gonna do a taste test? I, I think we got to schedule a taste test. Man. I think Next so too. Podcast, yeah. we got we do I, we we did it all all the time yes. with Popeyes. No, we got to go before the podcast start. We got to run because it, it, it's going to be on sale already. We're going to get the hottie sauce and we're going to do a live taste test and let us know. We both going to ask for the hottie sauce and embarrass ourselves <laughs> and, and record our reaction maybe on the phone. <laughs> Asking for the hottie sauce. I'll have to record it, yeah. <laughs> Did I get that real hot girl shit? Uh <laughs> So yeah, I, I, yeah, we will order it, but I don't know, man. Um, good for her, I guess. Yeah. How how do you feel about this new trend of you know rappers getting their own meals and uh, collabs? How how you feel about it overall, like from the rappers' point of view, and the, even the uh, the restaurants dipping into hip hop pretty much, or doing this trend, continuing this trend, like. My mentality is that of the old school. So I don't like seeing the over commercialization of anything in general. Like, you know, on one hand, I do understand, like, it's good for Megan Thee Stallion to get, you know, be a business owner and do all these things. Good for her. But I personally, you know, I just see brands exploiting a culture to get more sales. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'll never be 100% for that, man. No matter what, no matter who's doing it. If Jay Z had a meal, I would. Well, I'll probably get the Jay Z meal. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. And I also feel like it seems like they're just getting anybody to do these things. It would be one thing if they only got the top two. And I'm, I'm not saying Megan Thee Stallion ain't a big rap star because she is. Yeah, but Sweetie was kind of pushing it. Yeah. Nelly at Burger King is kind of pushing it. I mean, yeah. if it was 2004, yeah. I would understand. But in 2021, man, I don't know. <laughs> if it was like the future, maybe not the future, maybe future a few years ago, but if it was like the Drake and Travis Scott and all that, I would get that. Yeah, that because that would be more of the MC Hammer analogy where you got the biggest people doing it. Yeah, but now it feels like they just asking anybody 
yeah, if I, they want a meal. I, I wonder is that helping because for the simple fact that you know they just got anybody and now it's like, damn, this person got a meal because that's exactly what everybody said about Sweetie. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, how did she get a meal? How, and it kind of blew up. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's her marketing team or what, but. She's bigger than she's way bigger than what she should be at this yes. point without the music. It's it's like what does she do? Like what is her what is her deal? And she's getting everything, man. She's getting all type of endorsements. So, you know, salute to her, man. Uh, you know, a lot of people not doing what she doing apparently. But um I I wonder if these um rest or these fast food spots kind of thinking under the radar a little bit now to you know just get whoever is you know like fuck what type of music they have or where they at on the charts just kind of going for the people that's more popular on instagram yeah and ultimately the labels are behind all this and i think they they see an avenue to help promote an artist and get them more because it's all about it's really not about the music no more yeah and, and music period it's yeah. more about your brand and image and this helps enhance their brand and image you know most people can't tell you a sweetie song or name one but they know who she is yeah. like they know of her and that's what they're aiming for here i think so mm-hmm. because yeah I, just just look at people and not take it even out of music um the girl um I forgot the girl. She was on Wildin' Out and um fuck, what's her name? Um uh, the one that was uh talking to Nick Cannon about the nine to five jobs. I for, I forgot her damn name. Um uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but um shit, what the fuck is her name? Um Yeah, but anyway, um I I was trying to explain to somebody who she was and I couldn't explain who she was or what she do. And when you go to uh, their profile, you know, when you go to their Instagrams and stuff like that, it don't really tell you what they do. It's just like, I'm a businesswoman, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. yeah, ambassador. Self-made. So, yeah, okay. self-made. And you, and you actually don't know what they do. But you look at their followers and it's like, damn, she got, she got a whole bunch of followers and people like her. Like it, they, they literally be YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. And they get all of the, you know, the sweetie type endorsements. So it's 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 like they don't even like it's it's probably too much money to try to go after a Drake. And even though yeah. Ma- even though McDonald's probably got the money to do it, but they probably like, why would we do that? And we could get sweetie for you know way lower price. <laughs> we could get we could get her for a way lower price, and she got shit. Damn there um as many followers as a you know Drake or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's the influencer culture, man. Nobody knows what anybody does or what their specialty is anymore, but they're just always around. <laughs> and it's kind of funny how McDonald's got mocked a whole lot for you know, remember when they were catering to or, to black people and had those black commercials about niggas singing about chicken wings and shit. (laughs) And everybody was like, Oh, it's so embarrassing how they're just trying to cater to black people. But this is more embarrassing to me. I feel making a sweet, this is more than the commercial. Yes. You're you're making whole meals around rappers. So 
Yeah. And, Strange look, time we're living in, man. Yeah, it's like, and then they targeting the rappers, the hip hop, uh, mm-hmm. targeting hip hop. Why you ain't, like, why not Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> why, why not getting Demi Lovato or, you know, somebody in that area? They going straight to the rappers, man. And it, it, ain't I, no Sean Mendez meal ain't no yeah <laughs> Ed Sheer, ain't, where's the Ed Sheeran yeah, meal ain't no Jason Mraz or nothing <laughs> but, and, and to be honest I think it's gonna go I think it's gonna get even more ratcheted <laughs> ratchet from there it, it's gonna yeah. you gonna see a um a Playboy Cardi something mm-hmm. a Playboy Cardi drink or they gonna try to do some type of Travis Scott syrup or something I don't know it, it's just mm-hmm. It's gonna get way out of control, man. I I can see it. <laughs> no, I agree, man. I agree. So yeah, I mean, good for them, like I said, but I ain't really feeling it. Yeah. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents. Check one two. And we also have a very very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. What up, everybody? Got another special, special guest, a homegrown talent in the building today. Uh, another man from uh, Houston, Texas. We bringing it back to Houston, man. Repping yes. for the hometown here. And we have a, uh, uh, I'm actually excited for this artist, man. I recently discovered him, recently heard of him. Our girl Jasmine put us on. And uh, this dude has a new album out. His most recent album is called Your Wildest Dreams. And yes. he has a new remix to a single called Cranberry, featuring a, another Ace Town legend himself, Lil Flip, good friend of the show as well. So, <laughs> uh, very excited to introduce this young man and let y'all know another dope Houston artist y'all gotta uh, be listening to and keep your ears out for. We got Tobacco Ryan in the house, man. <laughs> give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. <laughs> So how you doing, man? How you doing? How you been? I've been good, man. I'm um, doing great. Feeling great. Um, just released the single today, so um, loving the feedback. <laughs> nah, it's it's hot, man. It's hot, and uh, I like the vibe of it. I didn't know what to expect. I guess listening to your music, your your name kind of makes sense because it's kind of cool, kind of smoke lounge sounding type of music, man. So. Yeah. Uh, this, this song is not what I expect. When I heard a little flip feature, I thought it was going to be, you know, a uh, slow down sample in it, you know, yeah. talking about slabs and stuff. But no, nah, it's a very, very uh, cool, yeah. laid back, chill type of vibe song, man. And so you, and you, got, about th- you, you got like a, uh, I, I got to say this, too, because I just listened to the song. You got like to me, that was a legendary little flip um, sound because um, it, it kind of take you back to the early 2000s when he was you know when he kind of first you know got recognized by the whole world and yeah it, it yeah. Sound, yeah it sounded like it was an old little flip feature to me so that's a that's, nah, that yeah. was that was the intent that was the intent um definitely um i grew up listening to little flip like when he came out with sunshine and all that like i used to like go to like the computer lab and print out the lyrics and try to learn it and stuff like that. So just, that just was already embedded in my head. The sound of when I discovered, you know what I'm saying? Lil Flip and just that, that sound and how that made me feel at that time. I wanted to bring that back in, in modern day. Yeah. I, and the other thing I like about it too is um, this is, this ain't no typical um, sound or typical beat. 
So mm-hmm. I, I like when legends like this, you know, kind of got to step outside their box and uh, rap over something different, man. Uh, our, yeah. our our other friend Fat Tony, friend of the show, he he did that with Bun B. He had Bun B on his album, and it wasn't like a typical trap sound or you know yeah. trill beat yeah. or something like that. And uh, yeah. I felt like uh, legends like them like that type of stuff, where you know right. it's not the same beat everybody using. And the same, you know, content, and I felt like you get the best out of artists like Lil Flip when you, when you do that. Appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, bro, I grew up, I grew up on Lil Flip, um, and I just wanted to bring that back in modern day time. And it was a good, it was good hearing the feedback because everybody else liked it too. So that was exciting. Yeah, it's a dope song, man. So how did you come up with the concept of the song itself? And how did you link up with Lil Flip? And how did you, like, what was the process of getting this remix put together? Uh, well, the concept was already there before I decided to put Flip on it. I just, you know what I'm saying, once the production, I, you know what I'm saying, I heard it back and I knew I wanted to put a sample, I mean, a, um, a feature on it. So I was like, um, Lil Flip would sound perfect because... It just gave me that feel of how it felt, you know what I'm saying, back in 2004. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I, you know what I'm saying, got that. And then I just happened, my team reached out to him, and then he heard it and he loved it. So he was just like, oh, yeah, like, this is easy. Like, so, yeah, so next is just the video. That's dope, man. Looking forward to it. I always like when the uh, the OGs help put the new talent on, too. You know, there, there are some people who are, you know, stuck in their ways, don't want to work with the young folks or feel like they being surpassed in the game or something like that. Feel some type of way when younger artists come out. And I like how the Houston OGs, for the most part, like they always going to help uh, put it, put a young, put the young talent on, man. So it's always good to see that. Flip is a good dude with that, too. So it, it was a great song put together, man. So really, really glad that came together like that. For sure, for sure. So let's talk about your musical journey, man. Um, Like we say, you came from Houston. Uh, You're born and raised here. And uh, I read that you were originally a photographer and film writer. So where did your musical journey start? And how did you get into being a recording artist? And how how did your journey lead you to here? Um, Well, when I was younger, I was in this group called the Fire Boys. And I was like eight, eight or nine years old. So I started off early, like, you know what I'm saying, performing in front of people. Um, I started off early, like going to the studio, uh, like sitting in a room for an hour, not leaving to, you know what I'm saying, my whole page is full with the lyrics, like, you know. So that was at a young age. Um, and so just moving forward, like I was already molded into like, you know what I'm saying, music and plus my, my pops used to sing and so it was just a, a music family and whole like with my brother me my dad um and so with the film aspect when I got to college because you know I was doing music on and off when I got to college I decided to give up music and then um just pursue like film directing acting stuff like that um and then I started realizing that it goes hand in hand so that's when I was just like, okay, I'm going to implement film and music, make the, my own soundtracks to my own movies. Like, that's like the overall picture and the overall way I want to take it. 
So that's it all started just from growing up and just being in that environment. So I'm I'm looking at your profile, man, and you uh I'm looking in your bio. You get you you got a lot of stuff you're doing, man. You uh I see a model, uh director, you know, a talent coordinator. So what's your overall goal, you know, um and what you're doing? What what do you want to do in the long run? Um in the long run, I just wanna um I wanna just create. That's that's my main thing. As long as I'm creating at a high level, um, when I know when I have like the resources I want to create, that's just what I want to do. Whether it's through film, whether it's through directing, whether it's through um, painting, whether it's through music, you know, saying so anything. I just you know, but overall, I, I definitely want to like start my own company. You know, do you think that's uh, is it kind of tough for you because I was an artist at one point. And I was trying to take pictures. I was trying. I was an engineer. Um, I started off as a producer. I was doing all type of stuff, and it was so tough because when you know, whenever I meet somebody, um, you know, I and and I have a camera in my hand, they look at me as the picture guy, and they mm-hmm. don't really respect me as an artist. They don't think I can, you know, rap because they they think I'm just a photographer or. You know, they yeah. think I'm just an engineer that's trying to rap, and they don't know rap was my first thing. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I figured I figured out how to do everything else, but rap is number one. Uh, yeah. Is it tough for you when it comes to that as well? Um, in the earlier stages, yeah, uh, because you know, saying once I got older, but because when I was younger, everything I dabbled in now, I did when I was younger. So when I was younger, I um, I used to get on a laptop and like design my own shoes. And I had like folders of like my own shoe designs by seasons. So like, I was already thinking on some like, like fashion designers, you know, as a young kid. And then I used to take like old Michael Jackson, Jackson five DVDs and clips. And I would like re edit them and like make a whole like remix video version of a bunch of Michael Jackson. I would like sell them. And then like, so that was just my film, like already like starting up. And so what I would do is like when I got older, um, I would try to do the photography. I would try to do the the music. I would try to do the um fashion. I would try to do this, do that. And I just looked at what got the most feedback and said, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do as my main thing. And then once I get enough respect in that, then they'll respect me for whatever I do because I'm labeled as a respected creative at this point. So that's how I was able to just, you know, weigh all the things that I do. No, that, and that we see that a lot with a lot of new artists too. I feel like you can't just be a one trick pony anymore in this game, the way music is now. Like you got to do it being, have your foot in a lot of things. You have to be your own marketing person, your own promo person. You got to be able to design your own stuff. You got to be able to shoot your own stuff. Uh, I, I do feel like a lot of people coming up know that you got to be multi. You can't just be a rapper no more or a yeah. singer no more. Yeah. You know, like you really got to hustle and go out and get it because there's so many out there now that you really got to differentiate yourself. So, so you know, it's my that you peep game on that early. So I got to ask you, man, as a man named Ryan himself, uh, <laughs> where'd you get the name Tobacco Ryan from? Like where, where'd that name come from? Um. I'm trying to fix this camera. Um, so the name Tobacco Ryan 
So my name used to be Professor at first, and then I changed it to Tobacco Ryan. Um, when I decided to start back doing music again, I just wanted a fresh start, and I wanted something that would just make everybody ask why you chose that name. So I tried to pick the most oddest name I could that would pop up in my head, and I chose Ryan because I wanted to like establish a a, a character that I want to, you know. It's just like all dealing with like, you know, my love for film and stuff like that. So I wanted to create like a character and, you know, that's that's really it. Nothing okay. Too okay, that's dope, man. Uh, my mother said she named me Ryan after a soap opera. So <laughs> I guess that is a like a character name itself. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name, though, man. That, that's fire. Uh so what are your influences in music, man? You said you grew up listening to Lil Flip, but who were your influences? I know everybody makes their own sound, but when everybody starts out, I feel like every artist kind of starts out sounding like their favorite artist, and then they kind of grow from there. So mm. who were your inspirations when you were first getting into music, man? Um, uh, Well, it, it changed over time, but like according to what you were saying, like, when I was younger, you know, saying it was a little flip and, uh, um, you know, the 50 Cent, the stuff we heard on the radio. Um, and then as I got older and started to venture out and find my own music and like of music due to LimeWire, YouTube, those resources. <laughs> then I, you know what I'm saying, it was like, I used to like listening to Wiz Khalifa and Tiger and that era. And then um, as I got older and, you know what I'm saying, became a young adult. Then I started venturing out to more, you know what I'm saying, D'Angelo, The Beatles, Frank Ocean, like, you know what I'm saying, artists like that. And then, um, yeah, and then the list goes on from there because, like, a, a lot of, like, a lot of my friends inspired me more than, like, the artists that a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, look up to. A lot of my friends that do music, they inspire me, and you know what I'm saying? So those are, like, my main inspirations, really. And I have them so accessible to like, you know, saying collab with them and just work with them. So I'm really blessed, like, honestly. Mm. So who um, do you produce as well? Who who um, produce your, uh, your uh, latest project? So the latest project was produced by Tura Rose. He's also, he's actually a part of the collective that I'm a part of, which is called uh, Bloom Set which um, I created in college with a couple of my friends. And then it just grew. And now we have like 10 artists and, you know what I'm saying, fashion people and photographers that's a part you know, of our collective and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the reason I asked because um, I listened to the whole project and I think it's fire, man. And I'm not yeah. just saying that because you – on this interview, but I thought it yeah. was dope, and this might be a hot. This might be a hot take. I, I, I don't. I don't care. But I felt like the album I was listening to with yours is what uh, Travis Scott or um, or somebody in that nature. Uh, their project yeah, should have sounded like Tal- Yeah, I felt like it should have sounded like that. I love the way you put the chopped and screwed stuff in there, and um, yeah. it was just it it was really dope, man. Appreciate it, man. Also, uh, two of those songs also was produced by um, Concept Studios. Um, I, I started going to them um, like a little after I started working on the project, and mm-hmm. so like 
I have a lot of music that I've recorded with them that's not out yet, but they were they would um produce Mosh Anthem and they produced um Nostalgia B9. Mm. And so shout out to them too. So them and Tora Rose, Concept Studios and Tora Rose. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, like Figgy said, man, the production on the album is really fire. So yeah, but you have you have a good collective going on there. That's dope. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy because like I'm listening to it, I'm like, damn, this is what I want to hear. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you know, um, you yeah. know, newer Houston artists need to sound like '94 or you know, early mm-hmm. you know SUC, but you you kind of blend all of that in, and um, you you use today's sound too, the sound that mm-hmm. I love, and I'm like, dang, that's what I'll be looking for because you know we we brought down the Don Tolliver album, and we both like it. But it was a couple songs like the um, the West Timer song, Swangin' on West Timer. You know, West Timer. We, yeah. we was expecting it to sound like one of your joints, <laughs> but it was just a regular, you know, kind of, you know, slower yeah. R&B song. It was just like, dang, we we was we was expecting to hear a little chopped and screwed yeah, in there I was or something. Expecting it. I was expecting it, too. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I... It's I, a good I, song. I, I kinda, it's, it's a good yeah, song, yeah. but... Um, when you put swinging on West Timer, I was expecting to hear you know a little, um, you know, screwed up something. I think I think it's just I think it's just the era we in now is like that's what swinging on West Timer mean to him. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When I was growing up, it, it meant different when my my uncles and my pops and all them were swinging on West Timer. But like mm. for <laughs> us and the generate our generation, like swinging on West Timer now is like totally different you know what i'm saying it's it's just a different feeling and i think that's i think that's what he was was going with that one yeah <laughs> yeah they ain't swing they ain't swinging in no slabs no more they got like parties <laughs> and you know hellcats so yeah exactly. it's a different era man uh so who are your dream artists to uh, collaborate with like who are like your top artists that you want to because i feel like man you're gonna get there soon yeah, because uh, the music is fire. It's really there. So, who who are like your fa- who are your main artists you want to collaborate with, um, at some point in the future? Um, Stevie Wonder, oh, wow. um, uh, Anita Baker, <laughs> um, I, really Anita Baker because I would love to learn from her. Like, not even music, but just like, just her thought process. Mm. Um. Frank Ocean, of course, but I'm 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 a fan, such so, such so, such a fan. I I don't want to even just yeah, but uh, let me see. And I, oh, it's Solange, yeah, Solange. Oh wow, yeah, that's an interesting a good list, mix, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Anita Baker feature would be crazy, man, because she don't collaborate with yeah. nobody. She's super yeah. rare. So if you nailed that, that would put you in hip hop history. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Now, that would be super crazy, man. Uh, it's hard enough even getting a sample clear from her. So yeah. <laughs> to actually yeah. work with her, yeah, that, that would be a mission. Yeah. That would be dope though to hear. Um, <laughs> uh, did you you, you mentioned I, I peeped the uh, video for the. Uh, the song Southern Nostalgia, which I also really like off the album too. Um, I like the video as well. Uh do you do you like shoot and direct your own videos or do you have somebody else do that? How do you handle your well, video making? Yeah, I, I direct the video. I have someone shoot it. 
Um, but I come up with the, the ideas, the, the I come up with the um, um, choreography. I come up with, you know, so now I do have like extra help from uh, like my girl, um, a couple friends that I know, some stylists maybe, you know, things like that. But as far as like the idea, the script, the, the coordination, the outfits, the look that I would want to go for, all of that, the coloration, like I want, like, yeah. Sometimes, awesome. I mean, for most most times, I edit my own videos too. But um, this particular guy I worked with on this one, we we um, co-edited together, we collabed together and edited. Okay. But, but yeah, now that's dope, yeah. man. Uh, I also have to ask you too, um, because you know, being from Houston, uh, I like a lot of my music slowed. Chopped, not slopped, slowed and throw, chopped and screwed, whatever you want to call it, man. I like, especially this type of music, I like to listen to it slower. So mm -hmm. I want to know, man, like, have you thought about reaching out to like a uh, somebody from the Chop Stars or somebody to um, uh, chop and screw your music? Uh, like our good friend DJ Holly Grove. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, Chop Stars, they um, screwed my last project. Um, and okay. it was dope. Uh, I think this project, um, I kind of like, I want to do something different. Maybe like a slowed and reverb. Um, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Style project um, remake. Um, but yeah, I feel like I kind of gave it that element in there so that I wouldn't have to go back and, you know what I'm saying, do it. <laughs> but I mean, ain't gonna lie. If somebody wants to, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely like to hear what that sounds like. Who uh, who are some artists, uh, local artists you would like to collab with, and you know, in the city? It's a lot of talent mm -hmm. out here, man. <laughs> we yeah. got a lot of talented artists on this podcast. So, is there anybody yeah. that you know of that you would like to collab with? Um, yeah, it's a dude out of Third Ward named PG Dion. Um, I would like to collab with OTB Fastlane. Okay. Um. Who else out of Houston? Peyton. Peyton is like one that I really want to work with. Um, let me see. Those those are those are a few. Okay. Those are a few. There's a lot more though, but those those are like the main ones. Okay. 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 Um, I also have to know, man. Uh, since you are a film writer, studied and. Uh, we're we're film heads too, man. So I want to know what are your favorite movies? Like, what are your favorite? I'm not saying a, a top ten list in order, but just generally, what your what are your favorite movies of all time? Oh uh, man, man, man. I like I like Love Don't Cost a Thing. Okay. Um, I like ATL. I like um. Kill Bill. Okay. Um, I'm, I I just started getting into Harry Potter. Um, okay. I used to did not like it as a kid, but I I'm, <laughs> I'm it's growing on me now. Um, actually, like a lot of movies that I that I did not like as a kid, I'm coming to like now. And like a lot of movies that I loved as a kid, I'm not really a fan of like that no more now. So it's just like. Mm. It's like a a switch going on, but those are those are those are a couple. Are you into anime at all? 
Are you an anime guy? Man, it's crazy you say that because I'm trying, I want to get into that too. And <laughs> like when I was younger, I didn't really care for it. Um, like I used to watch Dragon Ball Z and, you know, but I, I didn't really dive deep into it like I, how I want to do now. Mm. What about you? Wow. I'm not at all. Big game, I am. I'll throw you some recommendations, man. I'll throw you some okay. recommendations to get into. Uh, you got to watch Cowboy Bebop if you ain't watched Cowboy Bebop. Uh, you got to watch. They're making a live action show. I don't know how that's going to be, mm. but that's like a, a cool grown anime. It's not like, you know, some little kid yeah. shit. Yeah. So watch Cowboy Bebop number one. Uh, there's a new show. It's on HBO Max called Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm watching that right now. That's fire, too. So, yeah, start off somewhere fire. around there. That's it, 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 It's dope, man. It's got a little kind of hip-hop type of vibe to it. Uh, and also there's one called Samurai Shampoo. Mm. Uh, that's made by the same guy who made Cowboy Bebop. And that's like a hip-hop samurai type of anime, man. Like, they got some hip-hop beats and, and breakdancing and stuff, but it's still set in ancient Japan. So it's kind of trippy, but it's cool. What so. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it is, dog. You, you got to see it, man. It's wild. Yeah. But uh, start out with those, man. That was some good show to watch. So cool, cool. That's my, um, that's my nerd advice for the day. So do you um do you ever think about directing or making some type of mini film or something like that? Yeah, for sure. What what um what kind of film would you think about making? Um. It would be a film based on like time travel. Okay. But it'll be in a whole different like way. Not the like the regular time travel we think of, like a device. It'll be like, you know, it'll be a spin to it. I wanna make sci fi films. That's 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 what I wanna do. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big fan of sci fi films too, man. So yeah, hey. I, I always like I like a lot of tra- time travel movies too, even though they all kind of when you think yeah. about it, it don't make no sense sometimes. But and they I like all to predictable try- at times. Yeah, step in this yeah. booth. But there was one movie I watched called um, "Under the Moonlight," I believe. No, "The River Under the Moon," and that was a good. It was a good time travel movie. Mm. Like, I haven't heard of that. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, it's the "River crazy- Under the Moon." Yeah, I'm gonna check that one out. I haven't heard of that, man. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so don't want to hold you up too long, man. But you got anything? You said uh, the video for the Cranberry Remix coming soon. Um, yeah. Anything else yeah. you want to promote real quick? You got any shows coming up? Any anywhere people can see you? Um, as of now, like that, is a set show that's that's locked in right now is in December, um, December eighteenth. Um, it's a concept uh, shows the ones that's producing my next project on the show um also i just want to say um make sure you guys follow the official bloom set um page on instagram youtube all that good stuff because we have like eight of the like if if y'all would like to check it out too like um bloom set if you go to the page you'll probably see like the playlist but it's like it's like nine to ten of us right and every last one is just like super talented super like like if you want R&B, we got real R&B. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if you want like if you want like trippy sound, we got that. Like if you want like 
good rap, like underground rap, like old school. We got that. We got like every we hitting like every aspect. So I think um everybody should really go check that out because that also adds to the legacy that we're creating. And I just followed yeah. y'all too, man. Hey, yeah, yeah. For shit, sure. I ain't gonna lie, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm hit a, that follow I'm too. A, I'm a retire. I'm a retired rapper, man. I just I don't. I'm not in the game no more. But I want to be a part of this group, man. This seems like hey. a <laughs> I would be a part of, man. I, I'm so I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So oh, word. Uh, yeah, so I've been living okay. in Houston since 2016, and uh, okay. we we didn't. I, I could never because even your sound. I, you know, I always tried to create that sound and rap over different stuff, but um, it was no producers that was doing that type of stuff. <laughs> so I was, yeah. If, if if I wasn't stealing beats off of YouTube, I had to, you know, just settle for yeah. you know whatever. So um, yeah, man, I I I I like what you're doing. I like this group, man. This would be a group I would love to be a part of, man. So let me know if y'all need another member. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm gonna have to call the board meeting let them yeah. know <laughs> i had to dust the pen off man <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh so yeah make sure y'all y'all hook up uh, and follow bloom set make sure y'all stream that new album from tobacco ryan it is called your wildest dreams make sure y'all check the remix with Lil flip on it um, like we said, man, we ain't going to lead y'all astray on this podcast. We only have dope artists on this yeah. podcast, as y'all know. And this is a really, really, good, this a really good project, too, man. It I'm, really I'm not, is, man. I'm not just saying that. I found myself just listening through the whole thing. I'm like, damn, this is actually <laughs> this is actually <laughs> low-key better than the Don Tolliver. Man, <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud, but it, it really kind of is. And there's no disrespect Honestly. at all, but this is what I'll I be looking for, man. You delivered on this one, man. Hey man, appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't even get a chance. I, I was I was gonna run through some other your other projects too, or your other project. I didn't even get a chance to because I was stuck on the um your wildest <laughs> dreams. Yeah, like people was <laughs> people was waiting to see if I was gonna outdo that last project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, so it was dope, man. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. It really is, man. So make sure y'all check that. It's on all streaming platforms. Make sure y'all follow Bloom Set. Make sure y'all follow Tobacco Ryan on all platforms. And yeah, man, really looking forward to what you got cooking up in the future. And maybe it, we'll do it again next time your next project come out. Absolutely. Chop it up one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to chop it up on that one. For sure. <laughs> bring you in studio, man. We gotta bring you in yes, studio yes. for this one, man. <laughs> yeah. I will appreciate your time, man. Stay blessed and take care, bro. Thank you. Later, guys. Um, other things that happened this week. Uh, did you see Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury part three? I actually did see it, man. <laughs> I, I wasn't expected. Uh, I, I I didn't plan on watching it like that. But um, I was sitting around I'm like, you know what? Let me. I had a link. I'm like, let me check it out. Man, let me see this nigga lose in the second round or some mm -hmm. shit. Just see how he look. And I ended up watching the whole thing, man. <laughs> it, it lasted way longer than I thought. And I thought it was about to be over in the third round, man. It, it got a little shaky in the third round. Um, the announcers were saying how, you know, oh, he's looking bad. I think I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it. And he, you know, he kind of came out. Um, he did knock down Tyson Fury a couple times. Um, 
of course, Deontay Wilder got knocked down a few times. But uh, he lasted all the way to the level round, man. It was actually a, a a good fight, man. I don't I don't know if I'm just grading on the curve because I wasn't really expecting anything out of this fight. But um, the fight was way better than I thought. I thought it was better. Um, I wouldn't say, to be honest, I wouldn't say it was better than the first one. I thought the first one was actually um, pretty good because I didn't expect them to get, you know, to get like that and even though they didn't you know they said it was a draw even though we knew Tyson you know whooped his ass I thought that was kind of a, a, a intense fight I just didn't like the way it ended but um yeah I thought I thought the third fight was actually <laughs> it wasn't bad especially since nobody really wanted it yeah, I heard it was pretty good, too. I actually kind of regret not watching it now. Like, I didn't really care to, you know, hunt for the link and do all that. I was like, yeah, let me kick back and watch some shit on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> but nah, I heard it was a good fight, man. I'm glad Deontay Wilder put up a better fight this time. Looked like mm -hmm. he came in more prepared and focused. Um, no excuses, thankfully. No goofy shit. Talk about, oh, you cheated or, oh, the costume made my legs weak. You yeah. know, I'm glad there was none of that. How so, how did you feel about him kind of um, disrespecting um, um, or he pretty much told Tyson Fury he don't respect him? It was like after the fight, but he did. Now he did, you know, congratulate him on Instagram. I want to say a day or two later, but uh, in that moment, I think it was the video saying he don't respect him, and so people was calling him a sore loser and all that shit. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, man. Like, I, I understand uh, some fights, you know, the beef is all just for promo. But I legit know they don't like each other in real life, man. Mm. So if you don't feel, you know, if you came a certain feel a certain way about a man coming into a fight and you feel the same way after the fight, you ain't got to dap up everybody, man. I understand it. Same thing with people crying about Tom Brady not shaking somebody's hand after a game. It's like, man, who cares? You know, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. Uh, my main thing about Tyson Ty, or uh, Deontay Wilder was the excuses he was making. I didn't like that. Mm. You know, don't imply the man cheating. Don't imply that, oh, you your costume, which you decide to wear yourself. Yeah. Made you get knocked out early in the fight. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't like I don't like excuses, but I don't mind when people are saying, hey, you know, I, I you know, I don't fuck with you after the fight either. Yeah. I, I'm not upset about that. It's whatever. Okay. But yeah, people people want about everything. And Deontay Wilder a few days later did congratulate him on the fight. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they uh, I that's guess why they I took that I took that with a grain of salt, man. Yeah, his PR person probably wrote it. We probably wasn't even him, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. I mean it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it was political. Political. Yeah. And uh real quick, um the person I was talking about last topic was B Simone. Oh yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. never guessed that. Like I don't know what she do. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But she popular and she mm -hmm. got followers. <laughs> yeah, I don't get either, man. <laughs> um, other things that happened this week. Uh, shoot, let's go with the uh, the Raiders, man. <laughs> got rid of the John racers. Gruden. Yeah, they're racist. <laughs> they're racist. <laughs> uh, so some more John Gruden emails came out, man. Of course, at first, he was in hot water for an email he sent about, I believe his name was Demora Smith. Yeah. And he said something like the dumbass or something. He called him the idiot or some play on his name. <laughs> he said something about him having 
lips like the Michelin man, mm. which look, sometimes racism is kind of funny. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no, let's, let's not act like that. Wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't kind of funny. <laughs> like, look, I, he deserved to be in hot water for that shit. Cause that was some goofy shit to say, but yeah. dog, I, I, I can't act like I was like, Oh my God. I can't believe he said he got lips like the Michelin man. Like that, that's yeah. a tough thing because niggas rank on each other but, like but, that too. But see, <laughs> see this. I I I always use this analogy. You know, you you got a sister. You could talk yeah. about your sister all day long. You could you could tell me about her. Like man, she ain't shit. She da 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 da. da. But soon as I say something, you have every right to be like, nigga, who you talking to, nigga? That's yeah. my sister. Like, you can't say that. I can say it, but, nigga, you can't say nothing about that. I think that's that, that's the case here. I, 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 and I, I'm not saying you wrong for laughing or nothing like that. It, it is funny. But I think that's the... I, I think we can't we can't publicly acknowledge that it, yeah. it was funny because of who said it. <laughs> no, I get that. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I think that's part of the problem. But let me clear out the rest of the story first for anybody who for somehow didn't realize it or didn't hear about this. Uh, some more emails came out. and It was actually during an investigation for the Washington football team over sexual harassment that happened in the workplace. And during this investigation, they combed through all their emails. And I wonder how long it takes to go through 100,000 some emails, like 600,000 emails. I wonder how long that shit took. It seemed like this shit came out kind of quick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, John Gruden's emails came up first. It was just that Demora Smith uh, email. He kind of gave a half-assed apology about it and then said he didn't want to address it. You know, players act like it wasn't a huge deal. So <laughs> it kind of blew over a little bit. He still coached the game last Sunday. Uh, but then some more emails came out. You know, a few days later, um, he apparently had an issue with Michael Sam being drafted to the Rams, <laughs> of course, who was the first openly gay player to play in the NFL. Um, he sent some emails to whoever that guy in the Washington football team was, then the Redskins. Yeah. Um, he called Roger Goodell the F word and not the F U word, the F A. <laughs> Uh, yeah. other words words the gay, the gay slur <laughs> the gay slur f word um he also said that you know he he implied that the rams got some kind of incentive for drafting michael sam and they shouldn't give these homos and stuff and all this stuff and you know he he was basically going off the rails about anti-gay things mm-hmm. and shortly after this came out uh, he announced that he was stepping down, <laughs> and that was it, man. Uh, he quietly exited, no public comment. Uh, he just posted some statement saying he's stepping down and resigning, and he didn't mean he didn't to hurt want to anybody. Be a distraction. He didn't want to be a distraction, blah, blah, blah. Everybody kind of came down on him, but they also had questions about other emails, you know, because I actually just read a tweet the AP put out and they actually just said the NFL has found no other current personnel that have sent emails with racist, homophobic, or misogynistic language like those written by John Gruden. They lying their ass off, man. 
<laughs> which is very strange because yeah. you have to assume if the guy sending an email. So he was the only one talking. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> like nobody else agreed with him or sent anything back in reply. Yeah. I find that hard to believe, man. These were his friends. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, even though John Gruden was real reckless in the email, I don't think he was the, the top dog that was just sending reckless emails and everybody just being innocent and not saying anything. Like, that don't even make sense. <laughs> it really doesn't, man. And it's really crazy how a guy not even ever affiliated with the team got fired <laughs> because of an investigation of what that team was doing wrong. Yeah. So very strange, man. But what did you make of this, man? You know, you work at Sports Radio 6. So I'm sure y'all talk about this a whole lot. But what did you make of this whole John? Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about this whole John Gruden? Thing, thank, uh, thank God it wasn't our team, uh, the Houston Texans. Yeah, we already had enough of that with old inmates in the uh, uh, prison or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I seen this, I, I wasn't really surprised. I was surprised at people saying how surprised they were with this. And nothing like this surprised me in the NFL, man. I wouldn't be shocked if all 32 owners were, you know, talking like this. At me, we we, we kind of laugh at the whole email thing. Why would you send an email this these are older white men. <laughs> so they probably got a whole group chat email where they just be sending emails back and forth, all type of crazy shit, which I, I would love to just peek in there and just to see what they be talking about. But um, I, it's, it's not shocking to me at all, man. I think um, we only seen John Gruden side. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a whole chain of, emails uh like a group email of people you know different owners just talking shit about certain players man this is you know I, i'm sure it's an email chain out there talking about don't draft don't 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 sign colin kaepernick or mm-hmm. or they probably just putting dirt on any player or whatever type of player you know that's that's in the league and they probably it's probably all type of bad shit man i can't even imagine High was, you know, with the, you know, mandatory vaccination or the the, the vaccine rules or, you know, uh, during the lockout, which this John Gruden email shit happened during that time, which he, you know, why he, you know, kind of attacked the Moors. So, um, yeah, it, it really don't shock me, man. Um, I, I will say this, though. I was after a while man i think people just need to you know he stepped down they need i think people should just move on but this whole you know like the tampa bay buccaneers talking about we're taking them out the ring of honor doing yeah doing a whole letter about that shit and other people saying oh yeah we don't condone that so we're this look like the 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 baby cancellation when they was Mm. doing the whole you know, the baby is not part of the festival anymore. It it, it, start, it started to look like that to me, man. That's a little irritating. It, it's starting to look a little clout chase, clout chasing a little bit. And even Jeff Fisher releasing a state. I think it was just Jeff Fisher or the Rams yeah. released a statement. It's just like, man, like, you, I, like I, I understand, you know, some people want to defend themselves a little bit. To say, hey, I had nothing to do with that because, you know, especially if your name getting brought up. But 
I'm, I'm kind of tired of people just, you know, they just kind of running them over with the bus at this point. I don't know if he was like the sacrificial lamb or what, but they put him out there. And now it seemed like everybody just piling on to him. Like, yeah, he was a bad person. He was awful. You got Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN talking about he never liked him. To be fair, Keyshawn has always shitted on John Gruden. Really? Okay. Yeah, he he's been doing this for years, and people thought he was in the wrong for that. Really? In okay. The past, but now he's kind of vindicated. Now, but yeah, he's uh, been shitting on John Gruden for a while. Really? Okay. But you you got people like um, uh, Ryan Clark. You 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 had a whole panel of people, pretty much saying how he how they didn't care for John Gruden at all and all this other stuff. It was like, damn, he worked at ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I know he was on, on the panel with some of y'all. So it's just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a little irritating now. And um, that that's the only problem I have with it, but it, it is what it is. It don't shock me at all. I wouldn't be shocked if other coaches, other GMs and um, owners – or the exact same way, man. I, it's hard for me to believe that he was the only one talking like that. <laughs> it just it, it don't make any sense, man. And I think they trying to. I think the NFL they they wrapped this investigation up real quick, by the way. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just want to throw him out there and try to wrap it up so they won't expose anybody else because they know what it is and that they know the league would look super bad if. All these different emails from different owners are exposed. And now they, you know, now the, you, you got these players upset, you know, which is that's that's one totally different thing from, you know, how it look as far as fans. So, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's strange, but it's not even surprising to me. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it, it, it kind of became overblown. I think First Take talked about it for the entire day, <laughs> and they brought in a whole different panel, switching people black out people. to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> black people, gay people, Asian people, like <laughs> women. Like everybody had to come out and say how wrong this is. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's like I think the worst thing – like you said, basically, is to act like this all just happened in one. Like, look, even though people will never really admit it, everybody talks different when they think they're not in the public eye or mm-hmm. nobody's going to find out. And I'm not defending what he said at all, yeah. but most, a lot of people think like this still. Yeah. I think some people get caught up in this woke bubble where we think like times have really changed. And nobody is racist and nobody is sexist and nobody is homophobic. That's what you hear all the time. It's 2021, man. It's 2021. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. But a lot of people still it, think like this. Yeah. And, and I, I in t- high positions. I'll take it a step further, man. Um, I ain't gonna sit there and say I don't think he racist, but um I I feel like he do he probably do you know I ain't gonna sit there and say he got a uh a, a, a KKK hoodie or something like that. He probably fuck with black people a lot, man. But when you upset at somebody, mm-hmm. you gonna call them you gonna try to you know, hurt them. You gonna say whatever you want about them, man. Like no matter what, if if um the Morris was a, you know, Asian guy, he probably would have said some something that offend Asians. Mm-hmm. I think and that's that's what people do when you know they mad at you. 
they try to offend you. And so, I, I, and, and especially if if this was supposed to be behind closed doors or, you know, personal to somebody else, he probably talked like that. He, he probably talked like that whenever he get mad at somebody. So I don't, yeah, and, and, th- and this is not me defending him. But that's kind of in, in nature. If if a if a uh, a bigger person pissed you off somehow, you won't be like, man, your fat ass, or you might you 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 know that's what you jump to. But um, yeah, I I I think that's kind of part of it too. And um, and then not even to mention he it, he could have certain ways. He could be st- stuck in certain ways that you know. Certain white people are stuck in. <laughs> you know what I mean? He probably yeah, he mentioned. I think he he mentioned something about cap. I want to say mm-hmm. he probably uh, you know one of the white people that don't like that shit. Don't like for you to disrespect the flag. <laughs> he you know it's a bunch of people like that. <laughs> so he, he he could be like that, man. <laughs> no, he definitely is, man. And like I'm shedding no tears for John Gruden. I never liked him anyway. I never liked him in his fucking quarterback coach bullshit he did <laughs> where he would try to dress down a, a college quarterback coming into the NFL, asking yeah. him some goofy-ass questions about spider-wide, two-banana, whatever the fuck he was talking about. He's so damn I, overrated, man. <laughs> nah, he really is, man. I could never stand him even before all this shit. I, like, I know I'm doing what the ESPN people are doing. But nah, I never <laughs> did like him, honestly, man. And that contract they gave him was ridiculous. Yeah. So... I, I'm shedding no tears, but my only thing, like you said, is like, look, he he was he was made. I don't want to see the scapegoat because he did it to himself, but that frame of thinking is definitely prevalent in high offices in sports. Period, and everywhere in America. Let's be real. So acting like, oh, he was the one bad apple, <laughs> when it's a whole systemic problem with this frame of mind and these old rich, racist, homophobic white men running everything. Yeah. Like it, it ain't, it ain't just him. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, how do you feel about, I, I've been seeing a lot of this on Twitter. Um, I, I don't want to say people was actually defending him, but I've seen a lot of uh, people saying stuff like, Oh, um, he get fired from um, his emails, but, Deshaun Watson still blah 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 blah. He's still he's still in the league. What's wrong with uh, why is that type of thing? I think it's different between an allegation and something you were caught red-handed doing. (laughs) So that's what I will say to that. Like (laughs) what we have, we have no proof or disproof of what Deshaun Watson did. We have people's words and we have his representation's words. Yeah. Uh, with him, there was no, no. Did he really say this? You know, he admitted he or, said that or shit. Did he really do this? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's no there's no kind of guilty till proven innocent type thing or innocent till proven guilty. Like he was guilty, and mm. the NFL cannot say they stand for these values and have somebody <laughs> like that as a head coach. Yeah, like they just can't do that, man. So he had to go. But the Deshaun Watson thing is strange. I will say that I am surprised they have not even like put him on the exempt list. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what's going on with that. Something tells me that they really believe that you know 
what is representation re, what is representation what is representation is saying is true so we'll see there's no new developments that we're aware of or that happening so i don't know we'll see but that is interesting but no i mean john gruden will be okay man people acting like he's going to jail yeah, <laughs> like or, i'm sure or, he's got or people act like he's poor us. like he about to yeah. be homeless or something like, nah, these guys are fine. It, look, man, it's a privilege to be in the NFL, man. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody don't everybody don't get that chance to be a head coach. Everybody, some people can't even sniff being a trainer, man. Yeah. So, you know, he had his time. He, 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 he was a Super Bowl champion. So, it is what it is, man. You had your time. Good luck, man. Just ride off to the sunset. This ain't like... Joe Blow getting fired from McDonald's for saying <laughs> something, and he's he can't get another job. Like, th- 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 that ain't the same thing. So it, you know, he he had his chance, man. He he coached. Uh, if he did good with his money, he should be good. So yeah, I don't shed no tears, man, because it's a bunch of coaches that can't even get head coach head coaching jobs. And yep. he was he got one after being out for 10 years or some shit like that, 10, 15 years. And he got a head coaching job. So and got a 10 year contract. A hundred million dollars, man. Yeah. So, nah, he, he yeah, he's fine. He He's cool. Yeah. His kids ain't going to starve, man. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll so, see what happens with that. Yeah, start comparing it to Deshaun Watts. I don't yeah. understand how they even compare that to Deshaun Watts. People it, are silly, it's, man. It's, it's so weird, man, because um, you know we you know we follow the Houston Texans and all that, and just some of the people that you know want him gone so bad or feel like he should never play again, be the same people who feel like hey we need like four first round picks for him. And yeah. Oh, hey, man, look, look at all the women he, you know, all the women that's accusing him and da 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 da. But we need for like, why would you give up for if if you feel like he's guilty as fuck? Why the fuck do you think you're gonna get all that draft pick, all the draft picks for him, and you feel like he shouldn't even play? <laughs> like you can't have it both ways. If he, because people really don't care about them women, man. Let's be real. <laughs> like they don't care about the alleged crimes. They don't care about that. They care about look. They're they're. If he never said he wanted out, the energy will be way different, bro. That pe- pe- he will be playing right now. Yes. He will, well, maybe. Yeah, I, I think he'll probably be playing. I th- I think he'll be playing, but th- like I said, the energy would be. You'll have a few people, of course, that will you know. Saying they don't really like him like that, and you'll have some, uh, some, a few people protesting and all that stuff. But, I, but majority the, people will be on his side. <laughs> I don't think he would be playing really? if, like, if it was like what it is right now with the court case. Like, I think the league's hand would be forced because the PR would be bad. Man, you can't have somebody twenty-two cases out there. And they, the NFL does thing like National Women's Month or something like that. You can't do shit like that and have Deshaun Watson playing every Sunday. I think they would be you forced to do something. You then. think he'd be on the exempt list if probably. he didn't want out? Okay. They, they would probably be. They would probably force it. But yeah, I think the Texans would be more on his side if he didn't already make a mess of it. But I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We talk about that shit enough. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens when there's new developments. Um, other things that happened this week, we keep it in the sports world right now. Um, Kyrie Irving still got the internet going nuts. <laughs> um, the Nets, Brooklyn Nets, made a statement this week saying that basically Kyrie can't come around no more until he get vaccinated. <laughs> he can't be no part time player. He can't be playing on road games only. <laughs> um, he won't be able to practice or play with the team until he meets the vaccine mandate. Um, now, Kyrie surprisingly actually went on Instagram Live and tried to defend himself, I guess. It's hard to even summarize what he said because he said a lot of things, but I don't really know what he meant by them. Um, he basically said that he wasn't trying to retire or not play. He still wants to play. But he didn't say if he was getting the vaccine or not. You know, he kind of implied that it was just a problem with the players union and how this wasn't part of the agreement going into the season. Um, but he, he still says a personal decision, blah, blah, blah. He didn't didn't really clarify what's going to happen or if he's going to take the vaccine or not. <laughs> and of course, the sports world is just digging into him. The, the, the Stephen A. Smith having the field day right now talking mm-hmm. about Kyrie Irving. Um, saying that Brooklyn Nets just need to get rid of him immediately. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody's been tearing into him, calling him an anti-vast conspiracist, all this <laughs> stuff. So what do you take of this, Figgy? And do you think that uh, Kyrie will eventually take the vaccine and play in this upcoming NBA season? <laughs> to be honest, man, I feel like I don't think he's going to take it, man. I don't see him bending and <laughs> breaking and taking this vaccine. Uh, it's, I, I know he said he had no plans on retiring, but I will. It got to the point. It's to the point where I might lose respect for him if he take it, <laughs> because he's been standing strong on all of this shit for a long time. And if he decides to, you know what, I'm gonna just take it. It's like, damn, what happened to all that shit you was just fighting for, man? <laughs> so, um, you know, it takes, you know, losing this money or all this other stuff for you to, you know, finally take something you was complaining about. So I will probably, um, I, will, I will be a little disappointed because he got this far and all the stuff he said. But um, as far as him, I, I guess his, his comments and all that stuff, what, what he said on Instagram Live, I think he... He pretty much mentioned how, you know, he don't have a problem with the vaccine. He have a problem with them forcing you to take it. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty I'm paraphrasing. I think that's pretty much what he said. And I don't disagree with him about that, man. I I think to be honest, I think it's I think it is kind of fucked up how they kind of it went from, you know, hey, we got this vaccine to Hey, you you're a bad person it. if you don't take it. Yeah, or you pretty they pretty much saying they pretty much forcing you to do it. And you know, it ain't like we had that much time to think about it or, you know, stuff like that. They kind it, it just went from, hey, you know, we encourage you to get it to hey, you can't do shit until you get this. And you can't even do your job until you get this. And it's kind of like that. I, I I do think it's kind of fucked up. But look, man, uh, it I I, I I look at it this way, man. It's the it's the way of the world, man. And his job is the you know his income, his job is playing basketball, man. And you work for a company that wants you to get that's 
really strict on you, you know, unvaccinated people and they want you to get it. And even worse than that, he stay in the, he stay in New York where it's mandated, where you can't do shit. You can't go in no building without it. So, it, and you know, if it, it suck if you don't want to <laughs> if you don't want to take it because you ain't going to be able to play. But look, man, I mean, you go he don't want to retire, but you you got to have it if you want to play. I I I'll just say that, man. Uh, for me to work Texans games, I had to show my vaccination card. <laughs> now, I mean, it, it, it sucked, but that's part of it. it, it if I didn't want to get it, they would have had somebody else doing what I do. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of the way of the world now. So I, that's how I look at it, man. Uh, if, if if somebody doing something like that, you 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 got to – you know, you got to weigh your options, man. He can he can just ride off into the sunset. I'm sure he made enough money where he, you know, he won't have to struggle again. And if he really believe in what he believe in and really want to fight for the people, because it seemed like it kind of changed. It seemed like he want to fight for the people who he, he want to go against what the government is telling you to do and, you know, speak up for the people without the voices. And I'm paraphrasing what he said, but. If he really want to do that and just kind of give up his career to do that, I'm not really mad at that. Like, if that's what you want to believe in, because I feel like at some point, that's kind of what Kaepernick did. I'm, I'm not comparing the two, but Kaepernick low-key just gave up his career to, you know, to, you know, do more of the, you know, injustice fighting and, you know, stuff like that. So if you want to be the voice of the people and, you know, try to say, you know, try to speak up for people, go right ahead. But you work for a private company that, you know, requires the vaccination. So, I mean, you you know, you, you a lot a lot of us can't get around it. So he he, he one of them, man. And I, if, if that's what your job is requiring, man, it, it, it's hard to try to you know, fight against that. So it, it, is it fucked up? Yeah, I, I think it's fucked up, man. It shouldn't, I don't think it should come this, uh, come to this, but that's how it is now, man. That's how the cars are dealt. I just don't believe, you know, somebody like him. It, and it'd be, it'd be one thing if it was like the whole NBA standing up and said, hey, no, we're not doing this. Then, you know, I'm sure they have been there. They have been the rules a little bit or do something. But he's like the last one standing, man. <laughs> so I just don't see him winning that fight. And even though, you know, I kind of agree with him, I think it's, it's, it's really fucked up when you, you know, put it in words like that. But that's the way of the world right now, man. We, we talked about people trying to go against the big machine. Uh, you know, people, you know, want to fight against the double standards or fight against the LGBTQ and it's like, man, like, like you just got to, you know, if you want to continue making millions of dollars like that, you kind of got to go with the flow and, and move on. And if you're really, you know, worried about what the vaccination going to do to you, just just bow out, man. Just ride off into the sunset and you're, you're good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think his family going to be struggling or anything. So if, if it's really that big of a problem, I think he would. Uh, he went. He would have no problem stepping away. 
Yeah, I I think he's gonna take the vaccine. Do you? Um, yeah. And here's the thing, Kyrie. Like, if this wasn't a pattern of behavior, I would be more believing that he's gonna stand his ground. But knowing what he's done the past few seasons, like, I feel like he kind of just likes to join causing drama sometimes and making it about him and then acting like, why are you guys focused on me guys? Like remember <laughs> a few seasons ago when he was talking about how he's not going to talk to the press no more. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a big story. And then he got fined and then he started talking to the press again. Mm. So that was a stand that lasted like a couple of weeks and then he folded. <laughs> uh, he was one of the main voices against the NBA bubble and them coming back to play, even though he wasn't even going to play in it because he was injured. Yeah. So he was not even somebody who was going to go to the bubble, yet he was the loudest voice against the bubble. So, and now we have this thing with the vaccine. I feel like sometimes he just likes mixing things up and causing some drama. And, uh, but I think he's going to fold. I think he has two, like he's in his prime or just a little bit past his prime maybe because of injuries, but he's still one of the top players in the league. And if he actually walked away now, he would regret it for the rest of his life. He, he'll be, because first of all, he, he'd be giving up millions of dollars. Yes. Generational and, money. He'd yeah. be giving up for and, nothing. And I think he's up for an extension. I think he could possibly get another extension, which would be yeah. like 200 million. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he'll be giving that up too. No, nah, and, and I mean, if he's as big a fan of Kobe as he says he is, you know, Kobe's death hit him really hard. He was really close to Kobe. Uh, Kobe would take this damn shot. Nothing's going to keep Kobe from playing NBA basketball while he can play it. Yeah. So I think uh, his teammates, I think Kevin Durant going to talk to him at some point. They're going to say, hey, man, we need you. <laughs> I was about to say that, man, because do you do you feel like this team is kind of out on them at this point, or just or upset because it's, they talked to James Harden, and it's hard to tell with James Harden because yeah. he's so short at times, and he seemed like he was a little short when it came to the Kyrie question. I think they asked that they talked to him, and he said no, and he he kind of just walked off a little bit. So I wonder if his team is kind of fed up with him at this point. I think it's possible, but I also think I'm gonna be real, man. I think a lot of NBA players are actually on Kyrie's side. I think mm-hmm. a lot of NBA players did not want to take the vaccine, but mm-hmm. they realized they had to, so they took it. I think LeBron James is one of them. Yeah. That's why LeBron James says he's not gonna be some voice to get the tell people to get the vaccine because he's saying it's a personal decision. And he did it because he had to do it. You know, Draymond Green was very supportive of Andrew Wiggins when Andrew Wiggins said he didn't want to take the vaccine. So I think a lot of NBA players are actually kind of on Kyrie's side. And they think Mm -hmm. it's kind of fucked up how this wasn't part of the agreement to come back this season. But I do think if it gets into, you know, the regular season and Kyrie's still not reporting, I think they'll be annoyed at that point. Yeah. Where it's like, are you in or out? They just yeah. want some, you know, some con- some conclusion on it. Yeah, because I think it's at a point where, you know, uh, we know. I think Kyrie's main problem or the main issue is him being in New York. 
Mm-hmm. And if he was in Texas, he probably played most of the games itself for the California games and the New York games. And that's, you know, how many games is that? It's probably like seven or eight games overall he will have to miss or depending on what state you play in. But um, I, I think the thing is, you like if he was the Brooklyn Nets, you can't even trade him, man. Because mm-hmm. he probably, because I think he, I, I don't know if it was this was real or not, but I think he might have mentioned that he won't play for him or he'll retire if you if, yeah. if they trade him. So you, you can't even get rid of him. Or you you can't even you know trade him for Lillard or nothing. So it's 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 kind of whole it's kind of holding the Brooklyn Nets in the fucked up position. On top of them, you know, supposed to be the NBA favorites. The, the the championship favorites, so yeah, it's it's really messed up. And like I said, I kind of, I you know, I I see where Kyrie is coming from. I'm not, I don't disagree with him at all. I I kind of, I actually kind of side with him a little bit with, with how he feeling when he's the part he said where you know, he, the, the the this country or the government shouldn't force you to do something like this. I think that I think that is kind of you know when you say it out loud it's, it sounds fucked up, but um, like I said you you in the business where you making this amount of money and that's what the company is asking for, so <laughs> if you don't like it man, you can you can walk away from it. <laughs> yeah man, but I I just think he's gonna fold. All these athletes fold, man. Let, let's be real about it. Everybody who it's talks a lot of about money, man. <laughs> Dog, we just had Ben Simmons talking about he's not going to report to the Philadelphia 76ers until they trade him. Suddenly, he already in the building. Yeah. And suddenly, he practicing and getting ready for the season. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about how he's not coming back to the Packers. <laughs> and then now he's back on the field every Sunday in that damn uniform. Showed up for training um, camp. <laughs> yes, yeah, showed up for – nah, he folded. You know what I'm saying? They always fold, man. Like, they'll make a big fuss about it because they want to see if they can get their way. But nobody's going to accommodate Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to leave all that money on the table. So, yes, he is going to take the vaccine, and we're going to forget about this story in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so – it is what it is, man. But uh, yeah, they, we'll see how it goes. It's a, interesting to see. It's really interesting to see some of the people, um, some of the like Fox News employees just sign oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Ted I, I, Cruz said uh, Kyrie needs to come to the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, that, man. And that got to be tricky because, you know, from what we know about Kyrie, he's he he he's pretty much pro black at this point i guess it's fair to say and it's it's not a good look when you got people like Ted Cruz siding with you and people like Donald Trump Jr siding with you saying yep. yeah yeah that that got to be a little weird man <laughs> it is it's kind of like when a chance the rapper said something and then Donald Trump agreed with him yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly you had to yeah. walk it all back. Yeah, and it's kind it's kind of funny too uh, with the you know some of the Fox News people. How, um, they say shut up and jer- dribble. We don't want to hear your comments. Mm-hmm. And when Kyrie speak about this, it's like, oh yeah, keep on talking, young man. Yeah, yeah, we need a voice like you. <laughs> but if it's somebody that's on the opposite end, it's like oh, shut up and dribble. We don't want to hear yep. from no athletes. 
Uh, Shop and dribble till you say something we we want to promote, and then suddenly uh, you speaking yeah. the truth. Nicki Minaj is a great rapper, man. Yeah, yeah. She need more attention. She need to speak mm-hmm. a little more. I'm a new Nicki Minaj fan. Now she's <laughs> against the vaccine. Uh, yeah, she's goofy, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, the right wing's favorite comedian is still in some hot water, man. <laughs> uh, Netflix is, is still facing some flack over this Dave Chappelle special. We reviewed it. Um, like I, I my my thoughts haven't changed on it. Yeah. I didn't think it was very funny. I think it was more of a speech. And I think, you know, it, it was just a letdown for me. Um, but Netflix is standing by, uh, keeping it up. There's been a lot of pressure in the trans and gay communities. Um, there are some employees who are apparently staging a strike at Netflix. Um, there are some people who got suspended because they tried to crash some kind of meeting with executives. And they got suspended for that. There was a black lady who tried to organize the walkout next week. And she got fired today, apparently, because she leaked to Bloomberg how much Netflix paid for the Dave Chappelle special. And apparently they paid $21 million for this one special. Damn. I think they paid more for this one special than they paid for Squid Game. Damn. And much less they spent on other big projects. So, yes, $21 for a one, not even a full one-hour special. And they tried to get Monique $5 Dog. (laughs) Honestly, man, she got a a legit beef. Yeah. They gave Dave Chappelle 21 for this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, damn. Yeah. Yeah, she did, man. And I was critical of Monique. Me too. Me too. But I think she's kind of vindicated, man, because like, look, I understand, I guess, because it's one of their most played things this year. A lot of people have watched it. It brings in numbers. Monique ain't going to bring in numbers like that. I get that. But twenty one million for what this was. Yeah. Like, nah, man, (laughs) this wasn't even close to prime Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And yeah, the, the twenty-one million is a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, they're standing strong, man. Um, and that per- lady got fired for leaking that information. So I don't know. Like like we said last time, the heat on this one's a little different, man. Yeah, like, it's th- been a little bit turned up. It's 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 so strange because I felt like this was lighter than the other one. Kind of. It's, it's, I felt like he kind of went in heavy on the sticks and stones one. Mm-hmm. But this one, I felt like he kind of took he kind of took the uh, his foot off the gas a little bit. He was a little more somber, and like I had like to the point I was about to watch it again. Like, did he really say some some really awful things? And I don't know, man. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't the think main- it was that bad. I didn't think it was gonna get like this. <laughs> It wasn't. The main thing people are upset about, I think, is when towards the end of the special, he defended J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter books, who has also been heavily criticized because she says gender isn't a social like it's it's biological and not a social construct, which trans people argue. And I'm not going to get into that. But uh, basically, he said he's team turf, which basically means you are a uh, person who doesn't recognize trans women as women. Mm. And they got really upset about that. Mm. 
And he kind of doubled down on that. I think that's the main thing that pushed people over the edge this time. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen people upset about the. Um, I, I don't know if he made a, a, a Jewish joke. A spa- he a, made a few. He a, a space Jew. Yeah. I tried to look it up, man. I'll probably block myself out for saying that because like, I don't even know what it mean, man. <laughs> but I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything on it. So I I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> it, it was a bad joke, man. He said something about how he was going to make a a movie about people who take over and, and, and rape and pillage and do all this stuff and call it space Jews or what. I don't know. It's a weird <laughs> Jewish joke. I feel like you can make a a lot of Jewish jokes that are actually funny and mm-hmm. kind of like make you feel like, Ooh, he went there. Yeah. But this one wasn't even that. It was just kind of like, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was strange, man. A strange vibe for that whole special, man. I can't believe they paid him 21 million, but I ain't mad, whatever. <laughs> uh, so special still up. Um, we'll see how that goes. It's, uh, it's interesting to- too, because this was his last special under his, yeah. I guess, I don't know if he had a contract or what, but um, you could tell Netflix want him back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because otherwise, they would have just let him go. And, you know, they wouldn't have um, fed into all of this. But clearly, they don't want him to go anywhere else. They want to keep him on Netflix because he, he the one that's doing some good numbers with him. Yeah. And I will admit, it's surprising to see a company back a so-called problematic black man to this extent. Yeah, uh, uh, especially against what he's saying. Yes. Yeah, because you you seen what the NFL did. They said, mm-hmm. nah, John Gruden, like, nah, thrown to the wolves. They ain't do this with they, but they, they said they fired the trend. I think they fired the the black lady or who, whoever was trying to do something. They suspended the trans people for, for uh, I mean, I'm not saying what they was doing was right or wrong, but they, Got rid of uh, they suspended them and got rid of them. Yeah, so, so they all in on Dave Chappelle. No, nah, they are man. So it's very surprising to see a company do this, but I don't know, man. I think people will get over it eventually. But yeah. like, like we, you can't cancel Dave from nothing because he don't do nothing to get canceled from. So people he ain't got no the, he ain't got no Pepsi sponsorship or yes, or exactly by Dre or none. It's just strictly Netflix. He can still go on tour and sell out every date, man. So he's going to be okay. That's why I didn't cry for the baby either, man. People talking about this shit. The baby is going to be okay, man. (laughs) Yeah. He's still going to do shows and get money. Just because he wasn't on fucking ACL. It ain't going to kill him. So Yeah, he he was all right, man. Just needed. uh, The block was hot a little bit. So he needed to cool, cool off a little bit. Yeah, he had to fall and, back and a little he, bit. And to be honest, he, he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't be canceled for that. He, I think he just said something stupid, and you know, say what you want about the apology. It probably wasn't his real apology, but I mean, he he said something stupid. I I, I will hope he won't say it again. But let, let the man move on, man. <laughs> he he was criticized people will, enough. People will move on, man. People's attention span is short. And you no, know, he'll once one. I think it always takes one 
because people always accuse, oh, the community canceled him. Like, no, it's the venues that are doing it because they're scared of what yeah. might happen. Mm-hmm. So as soon as some big venue takes a chance and has the baby out and there's no big deal about it happening, then he's going to be on everything again. Yeah. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. So it is. I think it was already on the Hot 97 thing or something recently, too, and nobody cared. So, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, man. I think I think he was criticized uh, as he should have. I, I criticized him. I thought what he did was stupid, but like I I don't I don't think I said this, but I don't I never thought he should have been canceled. Like, no, nah, you people say stupid shit all the time. People offend people all the time. I think you know. I think he probably learned this lesson and just and just keep going, man. Like. People, people was going way too far, man. I started, and I didn't want to make it like I look like I was def- defending them or nothing. But yeah, it get it get to a point where you like, all right, now, like y'all said what he he said he said this, he apologized, he he ain't do that. Like, just move on at this point. If you don't like him, don't listen to him. <laughs> what really got people was his attitude after, though. That's what really annoyed that's what people. Start, that's what started. Yeah, thing. honestly, yeah. if he just if he from the get go said, "Man, I'm sorry, I just got wrapped up in the moment. I said some ignorant shit, and I apologize." I think it would have died quicker. Yeah. But him being defiant he tried, he tried and then to go putting it the a machine. Yeah, him making it a thing like, "Oh, I'm not going back down," and then backing down, and then taking down the apology and all this shit. He made it more of a circus than it needed to be. Yeah. But whatever, we talk about that shit enough, man. Enough debate. I don't want to yeah. go back there. Yeah. Um, other things that happened this week, man. Oh, today we learned uh, a background story about Drake, our mob ties brother. <laughs> um. I thought it was a pretty interesting story, I guess. So, of course, we all know Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey Graham, was, before he was a rap star, he was a child or young actor on a Canadian TV drama called Degrassi. And, of course, he played the character Jimmy something, and his character got Jimmy shot. Brooks. <laughs> Jimmy Brooks. We call him Wheelchair Jimmy. And uh, because he was wheelchair Jimmy because he got shot at school by some crazy looking white kid. And apparently Drake did not like being in a wheelchair. I guess a writer had a uh, story in People magazine. And he said that Drake supposedly threatened Degrassi with legal action over his character. Uh, And he said there was a letter from a law firm in Toronto and it was from Aubrey. It was an odd letter that said, Aubrey Graham will not return to Degrassi season six as Jimmy Brooks unless his injury is healed and he's out of his wheelchair. (laughs) I said, get him down here. He came in. He was like, what letter? I didn't know about that. And I said, all right, I understand. But how do you feel about the wheelchair? Is what Drake supposedly said, reportedly, allegedly. (laughs) He said, apparently he said, all my friends in the rap game say I'm soft because I'm in a wheelchair. And then the writer said, I said, well, tell your friends in a rap game that you got shot. How much harder can you get? You got shot and you're in a wheelchair. And he was like, all right, all right. And then he stepped down from uh, taking legal action. So when so when did he try to do this? I mean, I don't know what year it was. Okay. I'm assuming it was what he was still doing the show. Oh, OK. I don't show. know what okay. year. Yeah, this was a. Uh, I didn't realize he was trying to rap during that time. 
Yeah, he was. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. He had a mixtape out called Comeback Season around mm. the time when I think he was still doing the TV show. Mm. And uh, he even had a bar where he said, you know, who the fuck is Drake? Where's Wheelchair Jimmy at? And some <laughs> shit like that. So, uh, yeah, he was still trying to rap and do music. I think there was even an episode where he rapped on it. Oh, really? Okay. There was like a talent show and he did some raps. Oh, shit. I'm sure this has all been screwed up in the internet. So <laughs> it's probably hard to find now. But I remember seeing that clip back in the day, man. Yeah. So Yeah, I never yeah. watched this show ever. I Me never seen anything. Yeah, I never seen anything from this show. Yeah, I didn't even know what Degrassi was when I first heard of Drake. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so, but no, it, it has a hardcore fan base, man. Yeah, you know, he he brought the cast back for that one video he did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was really popular. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you think about this story? Do you think it's true, number one, or is this guy? I think it's capping. Nah, this is one hundred percent true. <laughs> I, I I think this is one hundred percent true, man. I could see him. And this was early Drake too, so mm-hmm. I, I think Drake right now would do something like this. I think he, I think uh, he would do whatever it's whatever it takes to you know, I guess make his career better, make his image look better, and um, and I ain't gonna lie, man, um, this is like a teen teen type of show, so um, I I can see that. That character making them making him look bad in the in the uh, if he trying to get into hip hop if he if he a rapper like that because shit some some people play some roles uh, some regular roles in movies and we kind of clown them for it whenever they start spitting some bars and shit so I I one hundred percent see him trying to you know beef up his character or something or get him out the wheelchair. And he don't he don't want to be known for that, and that's that's kind of all over. Uh, even with I w- I would say look at somebody like a Miley Cyrus, like I think that's why she kind of went crazy, and I don't mean cr- mentally crazy, but she went totally left field when she started doing some rap music to get away from that Hannah Montana character. So I I one hundred percent believe this. Yeah, I do too, man. I think it's believable. I think there might be some exaggerating in this guy and in, in what Drake has said, maybe. But I can see it happening. I mean, people did make fun of him even when he was first starting out, calling him wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> I remember when he was uh, jumping around on stage and hurt his leg. I think he fucked up his ACL or quad or whatever. And then Lil Wayne <laughs> was cracking came. jokes. Yeah. Talking about it. This is on stage when yeah, it happened. I remember that. Yeah. And, and Lil Wayne was cracking jokes talking about how, oh, I thought he was just in a wheelchair on the show. I know <laughs> yeah. it's real life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people did give him shit for it. But in a way, you got, you kind of have to give Drake props because he really did achieve the impossible here, man. Yeah. Like to, for him to become. To start off how he did and to become as big and rap as he is. Yeah. Is something nobody else can do if they mm-hmm. started out like he started out. And some yeah. little corny kids TV show. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, just imagine somebody like um and I don't I ain't see the show, so I don't know how corny he was his character was, but just just imagine somebody like Carlton trying mm-hmm. to, you know, lead the show. And I wouldn't even say try to rap. Just try to be a singer, period. 
it, it's hard. And I think um, I would say somebody like a even like Jamie Foxx, man. I don't think a lot of people took his his singing career serious when he mm-hmm. first dropped that album. And people was because I remember listening to the radio and people was like, Jamie Foxx dropping the R and B album. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was gonna be jokes and all this other shit. <laughs> and people was actually like, "Man, this album is really good. <laughs> it's actually a good album." And I, I never forget that. And I, I think that's somebody that you know. I don't think he had a fight for you know a place in R and B or nothing because the music spoke for itself. But um, when people, whenever people, mainly people that played in movies and TV shows and stuff. When you got that stigma of, you know, hey, I'm I'm a comedian and I'm trying to do something serious or I'm an actor and I'm trying to do, you know, a, a serious album or spit some bars, we kind of laugh at it a little bit. Like, oh, what the fuck this character going to do? And, you know, he, he achieved that, man. <laughs> nah, he really did, man. He achieved the impossible here, but... Yeah, I do agree that that uh, story is probably true in, yeah. in some regards. So, yeah, well, I can see that happening. I, it, I wonder if Drake will ever go back to acting. I think he should, man. I, I, I said it on this podcast a couple times. I think he should. He was funny in that Chris Brown video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think he I think he's good at making fun of himself, being a little dorky. I think he I think he should um, get into something like that, man. I, I, I don't know if he want to. But I think I think he can have a whole nother lane, man, because I don't know how long this music stuff gonna last for him. But um if he started getting into that shit now and just kinda push music to second or third, I think he could be super successful, man. He he it's it's not like a you know, a thing where, you know, he gotta learn how to act or, you know, he this hard ass rapper that'll only play a drug dealer or something or, you know. Somebody like Game, who you know, plays some type of hitman or something. I think he could play anything. I think he could be a dorky person, and you know, and and be good at it. So I I I think he could be really successful getting back into acting. I mean, he could because he's Drake, but it's gonna be hard for him because honestly, he's so big that it's gonna be hard to see him as anything but Drake. Even if he's not playing Drake, we gonna see. Oh, that's Drake acting like he a fucking poor guy or a regular dude. Uh, it's kind of like when Kendrick Lamar was in power. Oh yeah, and I, I don't think Kendrick Lamar's acting was bad, but it was still funny because we had Kendrick Lamar acting like a crackhead speaking Spanish, but we like we're looking like that's Kendrick Lamar, man. Come on now, <laughs> yeah. so. It would be kind of tough for him, but I mean, if he really put his focus into it, I think he could do it. But I, I would hope he would be okay with playing a role outside of what he sees himself in rap. Yeah, and I, I hope he's not writing letters talking about I can't be in a wheelchair or something if you hear or whatever. Yeah, I think it would have to be. Um, I think it would have to be kind of on his terms, yeah. if that makes sense. I think. Um, I think he's super creative. He got a creative team behind him. So I think they could um I think they could come up with something where he can make some type of enjoyable series if that makes sense. I'm I'm not saying he need to be out there like Denz, doing some Denzel shit, but I think he could do something funny. I I I could see him making a funny TV show. 
like a little series or something mm-hmm. and it being successful. Shit, if, if Lil Dicky could do something like that, that's true. I think I think Drake can do a, a I, I can see him doing a funny FX series where you know he he being kind of a a, a, a dorky person or something. I, I, I if shit he was acting before, so I think he could. I think he could do something like that now. I don't know if you want to do it though. Yeah, I mean, he was good every time he hosts Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. think he could definitely do it, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Before and, he talked about wanting to be get back into acting, but now he's you know back doing music so heavily. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, he was he was kind of funny doing the um, the ESPYS. Remember the one year he did the ESPYS? Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, so I think he could. I think he got lame. I, I think he should try to do both, man. I think mm-hmm. he I th- because I mean it's debatable, <laughs> you know, what type of music he putting out that you know <laughs> if it's good or not and how long it's gonna last. But I think he should. I think he should do a little more acting and TV stuff. I agree, man. I think we'll see that soon, but we'll see. Who yeah. knows? Um, other things we can speed run right quick that happened this week. Um, what do you think about these Steve Harvey fits that we've been seeing on the timeline lately, man? <laughs> I, I thought it was Photoshop, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I thought it was Photoshop, but uh, it's, it, it don't surprise me, man. <laughs> it's, it's Steve, Whatever Steve Harvey do never surprised me at this point. Yeah, for people who haven't seen it, Steve Harvey had a recent picture in some very, very tight pants. <laughs> And uh, some a blazer and some he has a, a he, he's making this a thing now. Yeah, where he keeps posting new pictures. He had a jacket and some really tight jeans on or <laughs> pants, and then he had another one where he's in an elevator or something with his big ass trench coat and I don't know it was with his shirt half open too yeah <laughs> and yeah he i don't know i don't know what to say he, he, it looked like he, on those yeah on. it looked like he got some damn dot martins uh some big yeah. ass platform boots <laughs> with some leather pants <laughs> yeah he yeah <laughs> i don't know what to say about this man it looks <laughs> the memes are pretty funny though yeah i got i see one that looked like inspector gadget yeah got a fucking inspector got, gadget hat <laughs> got one with a captain america shield <laughs> yeah nah this shit funny man this shit funny <laughs> uh so the memes are funny at least well we yeah. at least we have that yeah uh what's your what? no, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> no i just saw this funny dragon ball one man it's just no i didn't see these memes before man it's just hilarious <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the memes are the memes are fire at least. Yeah. Other things that happened. Uh, what do you think about Lizzo's see-through dress at the mm-hmm. Cardi B birthday bash? I I ain't care for it, man. <laughs> Why, Figgy? <laughs> are you fat phobic? I'm not. What's the difference between Rihanna wearing a see-through dress and Lizzo wearing a see-through dress? Huh? I don't. Li- I don't like anybody wearing a, a damn ugly ass see-through dress. <laughs> anyway, like, if Beyonce it? did it, you have a problem with it? If the dress is ugly, the dress is ugly. I think Lizzo's dress. Saw... Would... So if, if, if Beyonce had the exact same dress Lizzo had on, 
you would still complain about it if her titty meat. I would say the dress was ugly. Look, I'm I'm commenting on the dress. Oh, okay. I'm commenting on the dress. How you commenting on? How you think about her? Everything else showing. (laughs) (laughs) You got to say it, Picky. Say what? (laughs) You got to say. That her body looked like trash and she shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you, shit, you, you've been talking about Lizzo for years on this podcast. <laughs> so I ain't got to say it. <laughs> Come on, man. You represent the podcast, so if, if I'm grinning, I'm in it. <laughs> Look, I wish people could just stop lying and say it wasn't just a dress, man. That's the thing, dog. She looked bad, man. Like, and, and that the weird thing too is I thought she was doing. I thought she to trying to lose weight. weight. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I, I thought so too. She had some videos where she was working out, and I was like, okay, but now it looks like she's even bigger than she was before. Yeah. So, dog. I mean, them titties was hanging off in dear life, man. It, it looked, <laughs> man. Like on one hand. I kind of applied the not giving the fuckness yeah. of just being able to walk out like that. Cause shoot, I'm a big dude. I'm trying to slim down some more, but like I, I'm not walking around with my shirt off, not giving a fuck. I'm not Rick Rossing it. Yeah. So like on one hand, I kind of appreciate the courage, but yeah. man, come on, I, man. I think the thing is, see, I don't mind her, you know, doing what she wanna do. Is she doing what she wanna do and not giving a fuck? Hey, like it don't even matter. But I think I, I start having an issue with, you know, when she start complaining about, you know, how what people are saying and yeah. She reading the comments and, you know, she she get a little emotional and all that other stuff. But then she turn around and do the same thing. So that's that's where I kind of get like, man, you either, you know, somebody like that, you either gotta be all in. Or you just, you know, all out if, if you know, if you're going to let people, you know, say some shit about you and it gets and it gets to you because it's a, it's a lot of people that have been doing uh, been dressing crazy as hell and they just go out and do it. And they don't they don't they turn the comments off or they don't pay attention to it and they just go out and just do it conf- with confidence. I think she, if she was doing that with confidence, I, I wouldn't have a problem with this. It. It's, it's kind of like, oh, well, fuck y'all. She don't care. But clearly she do care. And and that that's the problem I have with it. I, I just think, man, if she going to do it uh, with confidence, man, just do it and stick your middle fingers up, I guess. But it, it's to me, it's too much when you, you know, you wearing the stuff and you walking around like you don't care, but then you get on Instagram to show everybody that you do care. You, Crying and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like to me it's it's a little too much, man. No, I agree. It's kind of clout chasey. It's kind of like what Lil Nas X does, where he he does some stuff that he knows gonna be super controversial, and then act brand new when people get offended. Like yeah. he wasn't trying to offend people. Yeah. You know, Lizzo doing the same shit. I'm not saying what she did was offensive, really, but she knew people was going to clown that and, and clown how she was looking out there. But mm. she did it to get the blogs talking. And now she going to roll back and say, oh, why do you guys care so much about what I'm wearing? It's my body. What are y'all fat folk? Like she going to say, I don't care what y'all think and things like that. But you knew what she wore that for. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and even you, you brought up Lil Nas X, and um, this this is kind of starting to tick me off with him a little bit. Is how you know he going out, he being himself, and you know, I'm glad he is, man. But it it started ticking me off a little bit when you start, you know, you kind of get upset a little bit that you're not respected in hip hop or yeah, or how people the way they treat uh, us type of people is, you know, it, it really hurts and all this other stuff. I I just think you 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 kind of know what you're getting into when you make that bold move. Just go out there and just do it, and you know, fuck everybody, man. Don't. Like, who cares what they think at this point, man? Just go out there, prove them wrong, do numbers, and make make it to the point where people want to work with you or pe- make people respect you. I, I just hate the whole, you know, I'm standing strong. I'm going out there. I don't care what people say. But then they get on the interview or get on live or something, and they show that they're hurt or they, you know, they care about what people say. And it's like, man, that's a, you know, you you got to be all in or you don't be out there at all, man. Because I, I I know this is a little different, but Frank Ocean, man, he went out there and he said what he said, and he just kept doing his thing. He was he wasn't, and, and people said some shit about him, but it wasn't like, oh, um, I feel like I'm not respected enough or. I feel like just because I'm gay, they doing this or doing that. He just kind of went out there, did his thing, and just kept going, man. And I know that's totally different from what Lil Nas X is doing because clearly he's trying to get attention. But I just think people like him, people like Lizzo, just go out and do your thing and just just fuck everybody, man. You don't have to, you know, I know people got feelings and stuff like that. But when you're a public person and you try and you make a bold move like that, you just gotta go out and do it, and and just don't don't pay attention to that shit. You just gotta keep going, keep doing it. People will move on eventually, but pe- people start reacting more and they start doing it more when they see they got you. <laughs> when <laughs> I mean, when you know, when when we we when we used to talk about people, you know, on the block and all that shit, rank on them. If they don't say nothing, if they not phased by it, we eventually move on. Mm-hmm. When that person start laughing at the jokes, then it's like, all right, like we keep doing it and then we'll move on. But once that person start crying or you could tell they mad or upset, that's when the heat really kicks up. Mm-hmm. So I think I, th- I think I, I, I just wish they both of them just stand tall, just keep doing their thing and, and not pay you know, other people attention. Yeah, but it's never going to work like that because they get more press for reacting too. And it's oh, mm-hmm. the new blood headline, the blog, Lizzo claps back at the haters. Lil Nas X owns the haters. I, I, Chloe I, Bailey claps I, back I, at I'm, her haters. I'm, I'm fine with the clapbacks. I just don't like the sympathy card. The, yeah. you know, the, the, the crying on Instagram live. The saying, Hey man, uh, it's, it's, it's not fair that I don't get respected like the other ones and, you know, kind of playing the sympathy card because of a bold move you decided to do. If you make that bold move, just do it. Just keep going with it and, you know, l- let history play out. But don't don't make the bold move and then say, hey, these guys don't respect me because I'm this or I, I did this. 
Just make the bold move and stand strong on it. Yeah, but you know how it is these days, yeah. man. Everybody got to be a victim. So yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so you like uh, the dress? I don't think I, I don't think you gave me. Did I like, man? Come on now. What do you think <laughs> I thought about that shit? Like, the. <laughs> It was, I mean, what this was even worse than the outfit she had with her ass out at, at the, the Lakers game, game or Lakers game, whatever game it was. <laughs> yeah, it was even worse, man. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, she didn't even try to cover up the nipples either. She said, fuck it and yeah. let it all fly out. So yeah. I'm like, no, okay. Did whatever. you see her? On, did you see her on Instagram live uh, after I that? I saw she had her ass out. She pretty like, much okay. pulled her pants down. Which is kind of crazy she didn't get banned for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg got things to answer for, man. Yeah, he Boozy do that shit with some strippers. Suddenly he banned for months. Mm-hmm. Lizzo just come on live and take her pants down. Kids are watching Lizzo. <laughs> and she nothing happens to her. So yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Still from Ace Town, so we gotta, you yeah. know, support no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh and sidebar. I'm sick of these red flag tweet shit on Twitter, man. <laughs> I know you are until you be on Twitter too. Yeah. Dog, I don't know where this shit, this red flag shit started, but it has gotten so corny now. Yeah. I don't understand how some of these trends even take off. But once I see the brands tweeting it, once I see white Twitter getting a hold of it, once I see sports writers doing it, yeah. I'm like, okay, can we can we take a break now? I'm, I'm sick of seeing this shit on yeah. the timeline. I, I think this genuinely took off from just probably like a regular Joe mm-hmm. where they were just doing that. And then they just re- remember back in the day we would start a trending topic and um we would say, I hate when people hashtag yeah. I hate when people and then you keep doing it. You keep I hate when people lick their lips all the time. I hate when people um try to talk to me. I hate when people and, and they keep doing it the whole mm-hmm. day and they get more people to do it and then other people see it and they start chiming in on it. I think that's exactly how this started. I think one hmm. person was just saying, you know, um, uh, remember the you know the um greater than sign. Yeah, I think I think it's it was kind of like this, like men who do this and then a bunch of red flags and they kept doing it. More people started doing it on black Twitter and it just really took off to the point where everybody was doing it. And white Twitter, white Twitter called on to it like a day later. Mm -hmm. And that's when that's when it was done. That's when it was over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's got even older than the. Fucking crate challenge. That shit, that shit got the that shit went over the Facebook man. Yeah, when I seen it on Facebook, I'm like, oh, so they used to get shit probably like three months later. Yeah. <laughs> so when it got there in the, in the, in the same week, I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah, they got cooked really <laughs> quick. So just one thing, I'm sick of these fucking corny trends. <laughs> on Twitter, especially when the brands start doing it, it's, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just makes me sick. But yeah, <laughs> nothing else to say about that. I'm just sick of seeing it. Anything else to talk about that that happened this week, man? Anything else you want to chime in with? Nah, that's it, man. I think anything you've been watching, seeing. Um, I'm I I still ain't really get back to uh, Squid Game. <laughs> No, really? Like, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try to, man. I'm. A, I'm. 
I'm gonna keep going. I think my wife is into it now. Yeah. Because what I did, so I saw the first two episodes on the plane, and um, and once we got back here recently, I tried to um, uh, I I started it over again in front of my wife so she can kind of watch it too. Mm-hmm. So I think she kind of into it, but. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I gotta get past uh, the uh, second episode to get into it. But it's it's like, uh, like it's cool. It's something cool to watch. But mm-hmm. it I'm not all in. Where I I know I know people about to get the Halloween costumes and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not into it like that. <laughs> Are you dressing up for Halloween this year, man? You, you know what, man? I want to. I every year I always talk about how I'm gonna dress up for Halloween. I always mm-hmm. do it around Halloween where I'm like, man, you know what? Next year I'm going all out. I'm gonna get this, 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 and then Halloween pop right back up, and I'm like, damn, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> no, I feel like going out tonight. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I I probably not, man. Um, even though I want to, I just don't know what I want to be. Yeah, Sports Radio 610 or Intercom or what is it, Odyssey now? Odyssey, yeah. yeah. Odyssey, our of our company, takes Halloween very seriously. They have a contest. Big, you got to put your chips in, man. I know, Make man. Dope. You're already one of the best the, dressed up in the building, so you yeah. got to go ahead and get that uh, Halloween trophy on your mantle. Yeah, see, the theme, the, the theme this year, I want to say is – uh, uh, eighty? Is it a? I think it might be like an eighties theme superhero okay. or something. Eighties uh, theme superhero. I, th- I, yeah, I can't remember. I, I might. I'm probably. I'm. I'm sure. I'm probably wrong. But it's superhero and something else. So no, how, how original. I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> superhero but, for Halloween. But, okay, what a ten years old. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> people around here get super creative, man. Yeah, they do. So um. Yeah, it'd be good to see, but I, I probably I don't I don't even know when they have in the contest or uh, what time, because they usually have it during the damn show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I I never get to go. You got to roll in with the uh, Travis Scott Brown Batman suit, man. <laughs> they they, they, they rock ain't going to fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, though, man. Yeah. Um. So, shit, I think that's about it. Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up, man. Yeah. When a tobacco Ryan's future collaborators, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Close out surpri- the show. How surprising was that, man? Because I thought he was going to say some Travis Scott, some this, some, yeah, me you know, too. some, you know, the typical rappers. But Him he, saying Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder from the get-go like, was yeah, like, oh, okay. Stevie, yeah, I was... I would be excited to hear that collab, man. Yeah. Because I felt like he'd do something super creative, super dope with Stevie Wonder, um, Nita Baker, and uh, I forgot who else he said, but yeah. He said Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, yeah. yeah. So, nah, he's shooting for the stars, man, because those ain't no run of the mill features yeah. you can just get on your album. Yeah, so. this ain't yeah. Um, hit them up in the DM. Yeah, <laughs> I see what they rate is. Nah, yeah. <laughs> that's some rare shit, man. So, yeah, shout, oh, shout out, of course, to Tobacco Ryan, our great guest we had today. Make sure you check out that new album and the new remix for Cranberry he got with Lil Flip on yeah. all streaming platforms. Make sure you follow his collective as well. 
and yeah man uh thanks jasmine as well for putting us on yeah uh i'll admit i had reservations because (laughs) i was like is this just some nigga she think look cute (laughs) what else to check out because we had one person that she recommended but she ain't listened to her music and then Okay, I shouldn't say it's out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not, not going to say no names. Yeah. But we've had a few people where I was like, okay, nah, we can't yeah. have a person on the podcast. But nah, she put us on a Tobacco Ryan. And Tobacco Ryan's really dope. So shout out to Jasmine for doing her due diligence mm-hmm. in introducing this great uh, artist to our podcast. So we love her for that. Mm-hmm. And we'll see her again soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, make sure y'all, of course, check out Figgy, 10 to 2, Sports Radio 610. He's also at every Texans home game doing a tailgate challenge. So if you out there, say what up to him. Give him some wings or something. Yeah. And uh, go Astros and the ALCS, fifth year in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping yeah. they pull this one out, man. It's going to be a tough one. Lance McCullers Jr. out for this mm-hmm. series. So we'll see how it go. But go Astros, man. We're supporting you. Yeah. Oh, big shout out to Houston Flexus. They um they gave us some shirts. They sending you some shirts too. Okay, so, okay. So, yeah, shout out to Houstonflexus.com. Go to Houston Flexus F L E X A S. So like Texas, but Flexus. Okay. Uh, Houstonflexus.com and get get some Houston swag, man. They got some dope shirts on there. Okay, okay, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Looking forward to the shirts as well. <laughs> all right, and of course, thank y'all all for listening to this edition of the podcast. We'll be back again next week as usual. And until then, peace. peace.